Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learned about Cuba, having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? New name should be fascinated with films and the cicadas, kind of like Bunny Holly and the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> Buddy Holly and the crickets. That was a good movie. It was. I, that Gary Busey was so good. Oscar in that nominee. Movie. Oscar, Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee. People give him so much shit. I mean, he's wow, a crazy. He deserves person. it now because he's a fucking yeah, he's nut a, job. He's a nut job. <laughs> aren't most really talented people nut jobs? Like anybody, like. Today's pod (laughs) is a good example of people that can go to different places. Yeah, well, the difference between today's pod, other than maybe the first one, every single one of these uh, roles could have won an Oscar. Probably, and some of them did. Gary Busey, uh, that's probably the only one that he did. (laughs) Even though I was impressed. Meatball sandwiches, two. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) even though I was impressed with uh, Point Break and oh man, uh, uh, what do you call it? The craziest uh, thing of Point Break is he got killed in that. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, he got killed in everything. I mean, yeah, but you didn't expect know. him in this to get killed. I don't know. By the time that movie rolled around, I was like, oh, Gary's going to get it. You know, Gary's always going to get it in some movies. So he got it in Predator 2. He got it in all his flicks. And then he just went batshit crazy. I don't know where the hell he is now. So He was doing <laughs> celebrity rehab or something. He was thing. on the Donald show, the uh, freaking uh, oh, Apprentice. Was he? he was the fucking uh, crazy one. That's where most people realize how crazy he was was on The Apprentice because he was fucking nuts. I mean, in interviews, he was inter- he was on a show where he was interviewing a kid where he, he was just barking at the kid all day long, and it was it, he was nuts. I mean, he was doing it to be crazy, but we'll have a whole Gary Busey. We'll have the non-method <laughs> actor pod one day. The batshit crazy. Yeah, the batshit crazy <laughs> if they show up and they're alive. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Gary Busey. Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Gary Sheen. Busey. Oh, we could have a slew of them fuckers, man. <laughs> so how's your, uh, how's your week been? Been okay. Yeah. Yeah, our thoughts go out to Justin. Justin lost a member of the family uh, this week, so uh, Justin, we're thinking about you during yeah, the pod. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that uh, it's never easy, but hopefully uh, it uh, it doesn't hurt too bad after a while. You know, that's one of those things that you just kind of have to go through. So our thoughts go out to him. Yep. We're not religious. We're not going to say prayers. No. Our thoughts yeah, certainly we're not going to anybody out either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Other than that, I just been kind of doing my thing. Uh, work, work's been work's been work. How about you? I had to um, work's go good. Work, uh, move that thing a little closer to you, that mic. It's a little to hey the Mike. edge. Hey Mike, go to the edge. There I you can't go. take it to the edge. There you go. <laughs> I have that syndrome that that the guy that Walking Dead dude has. The Walking Dead syndrome guy. The, the Talking Dead. <laughs> oh, the Talking Dead. What? Chris okay. Hardwick. Hardwick. Him he, and I share the same. Being angry with women. Oh, I'm sorry. No. No one's supposed to no. say that. <laughs> He's scared of heights, but not a typical scared of heights. Oh, he thinks, like we talked about before, he thinks he's going to jump. He might jump. Like his brain will just tell his body to jump before his brain realizes. (laughs) And sometimes I feel like that. I don't know if we talked about the pod before, but I remember we had that conversation out in your yard one day when Mm -hmm. we were there with your uh, sister-in-law and everything. And she says she has to clutch onto her keys when she goes over grates. Yeah. Because she thinks out of nowhere she's just going to throw them down there. (laughs) In the Hitchcock parking lot, there's a food store here in Florida. Yeah. There's a giant grate. 
and I just carry a single key. Like, yeah. I don't even have a keychain. Ooh, that's and I scary. have one key. That's scary. And, and the reason I have a keychain is because it's bulkier. One key. And that's yeah. it. I don't use a house key. We haven't locked our house. I hope you have a spare bought. of that key. No, that's it. Man. Oh, what are you doing, man? Talk about living on the edge. <laughs> that's living on the edge, man. <laughs> no. I Well, I'm militant about where I put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Checking it in my pocket. I mean, I'm that way too. I know where I would get a is. copy, but it's one of those ones with a chip in it uh, that yeah. you have to take in. It's like 250 bucks. I was like, screw that. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, wait I'll have to I'll call just be, locksmith. I'll just be <laughs> They're only 50 bucks. Or I'll one. tell him to open that grate. <laughs> yeah, or I'll open it myself. But anyways, I was gonna put my key next to the grate and take a picture and send it to her. <laughs> just say almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, um, that's weird. It's a weird kind of uh, a bug that people, some people have. But I get it, you know, because I'm, I'm not. Normally, I'm not scared of heights until you're in that situation where you I are. I love heights. That's the yeah, thing. That's I love the thing. It. I love heights. I mean, I've jumped from airplanes before, but I, I still at the top of the Empire State Building, I'm like, no, I'm going to step back two feet. Yeah, you my know? knees get weak back. when I see. You ever seen those crazy Russian kids that climb like oh, thousand yeah, the, foot buildings yeah, like and stand on the kids? spire with Shit, one yeah. foot and do pull ups? There's one guy that does pull ups oh, yeah. and lets go. Yeah, yeah. And then catches himself again. I was like, it's fucking. You're a crazy person. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a crazy streak going in well here you can look and google dead russian (laughs) youtube so they don't all turn out well that's what you're saying it's two pages man (laughs) (laughs) they get less and less (laughs) yeah there's Uh, something called averages out there and if you jump out of enough airplanes that's one of my friends she had two thousand jumps under her belt i said oh yeah i remember that i remember you should stop there was a uh, a guy too that would that went with her that was that was was close to that too it's statistically impossible speaking of gary Busey, to stay alive much longer Uh, him and uh i think all those people on point break got crazy with uh, skydiving like afterwards because I remember Gary Busey was on uh, Letterman mm, that's an and, adrenaline he, and he rush said he you... had already done like 160 or something like that and they were like what the hell so I mean it's like Tom Cruise it's an adrenaline rush and after a while it's like a drug yeah that until, feeling... you get, until you really get hurt and I think that's the thing with Tom remember we used to jump off bridges down yeah. in uh, poor Charlotte. But you would know when you went a little too high, it would it would oh, hurt the bottom like of your feet, and you would like, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the level, right I before you break your legs. I still got that scar from yeah. when you guys had to pull me out. Not you me, I wasn't me? there. Oh, you weren't yeah, there. Yeah. Matt was there. Matt and uh, uh, Tim I was Hartman. bleeding profusely in brackish wa- shark infested water yeah. for like forty. You cut yourself minutes. on barnacles, right? Yeah, I tried to grab. I jumped off the bridge. It was really high, but what I didn't realize is how fast the current was. Yeah. So as soon as I hit the water, like the height works. Woo-hoo. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> yeah. I hit the water and I'm automatic like 30 feet from where I dropped mm-hmm. and I was like holy shit I'm gonna yeah. go they're gonna you know, find me floating in Cuba yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah how long did it take you 45 minutes to swim back to the pole I would have been dead someone had to come get me but <laughs> here's where it got hard I wasted all my energy to swim back to the pole and I cut my hand immediately getting to the pole yeah and then I had to swim one-armed against the current yeah sideways and Matt and Tim and they weren't, aren't bet as good swimmers as you so they like didn't no jump point. I yeah. jumped first yeah, but I mean, they went to the bottom. I'm assuming, right? <laughs> well, they went down. I had to swim over to the seawall. Yeah, but they couldn't lift me. I was too heavy. Oh god! So they had to go flag some fishermen down, and then they and then I drove to the to the uh, what do you call it? The fire station. Yeah, yeah. And Matt shifted. I had a stick shift, Crazy. so I could only use one hand, and I had to teach him how to shift. Yeah, I remember while holding like my one... hand out the window, and then my car looked like someone, had, like I had decapitated somebody in, uh, in a car accident. I'm sure. I remember you coming home, but I didn't go that day. And we yeah. were we, that was the summer of bridge jumping ah, too, fun man. Days, man. And it was good. I, I remember listening to Poison. I think I went listening the to Poison later, and yeah. Def Leppard mm-hmm. every day on the uh, way because oh, you yeah. had that girl from Almax send you those uh, cassette tapes. Yep. 
uh, or she just sent them to you. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, we wore them out, man. Wore them out. And uh, who uh, Living Color and uh, and. And, uh, Forget about that, man. Back in the day, how much you re-listened to you listened to albums until they were like, till they didn't work. Till you couldn't even. I couldn't stand even read anymore. the. Well, when you had cassettes. Oh yeah. Th- that um, Living Color album. Yeah. I you, black just it, nothing. It was well, it was <laughs> it was tan, but everything was wiped off. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew the songs yeah. where they I were. I got it. Try <laughs> to explain cassette tapes to people listening. Yeah, that's a difficult you, one right what do you there. Mean? You had to wait to hear your song? <laughs> yeah, you had to rewind and does it stop when it gets to the, the song? No, you have to guess. And you never guess right, so you're like you're like fast forwarding through the end of the last song and getting yeah. ready for the beginning. It was really a messy time. I got uh, I was buying uh, 80s toys this week and I bought two of the Soundwave boom boxes oh, nice. and everything and they the tape decks cassette, tape decks open perfectly and I got the little cassettes and I, and I was telling my girl I said I got a boom box in the mail today. She's like, "What? You got a boom box in the mail?" Open it. It's like, she's like, that's a little small. And I did said, you, yeah. uh, Do you see the new transformer they released that takes like 55 minutes to? Oh, really? To set up. Wow. It's five hundred dollars. Wow, that's crazy. They it's just released a, something a new unicorn. Interesting. I the modern toys. I can't get into them, but I I do like to keep up with them. If, if in case there's and there's a good example of that if there's something like super valuable or uh, collectible, I'll have Eric tell me. I was like, tell me what it is. So I'll if buy. You get a bored of this podcast? It. You could do a collector's pod with Eric. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. And uh, and uh, yeah, maybe one day we will. But uh, he was telling me about the new uh, this modern GI Joes that came out. They're coming out at Target, and they released five of them so far. And he got them in the store, and he sent them to me. And he was like, "Which two you want?" And I says, "I know, he says I, I know you don't collect modern, but I know you're gonna want these." And uh, I was like, "I'll take the Destro and the Snake Eyes." I said, "I'll put them in a box." Uh, I got like these great. I was being in Florida when you're when you're collecting stuff, you got to be concerned about where you're keeping it because of the friggin' uh, humidity, humidity yeah. on shit. And we just discovered gasket boxes oh, uh, yeah, for yeah. our garage mm-hmm. to have a layer of gasket on it, and then it seals it up, and nothing gets in, and it's it's changed my life literally. So changed uh, changed my life. life. So I've got those coming. So I got some modern <laughs> so GI Joe's. Hope coming. for everybody out there. But now <laughs> I got to call them afterwards and say, "Give me this unicorn uh, transformer." Yeah. <laughs> Those were hard. Even back in the day, I remember uh, not to get too far off before we <laughs> started. Are going to talk about movies today? <laughs> nope. the, I remember buying a uh, a Transformer in the parking lot of Bradley's. And it being <laughs> From too, a dude in the back it, of a no, truck being, or something? No, you guys were over at the, the shoe store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was in the car. That's when we were allowed to just wait in the car. Kids, little eight-year-olds sitting in the it's car. Younger than that. I had toys. That's all I cared about. Yeah. And uh, you guys were in there, and I had the keys and everything, and I could not transform it. I was like, this thing is too tough. So while you were still in there, and I had just bought it, I went right back in and returned it, uh, and then went down the toy aisle, got another one, and bought that instead. And I, I wish I could remember which ones I did that to, but you know, those suckers were difficult. The uh, instructions were a little kind of uh, shady. If they had them. Yeah, if they had them. But. All right, we're going to get into some uh, some method acting here. Now, if, if people aren't sure what method actor method acting is i mean our, <laughs> our two to the wrong show i mean yeah. <laughs> uh method acting is crazy it, it it really uh a lot of people get pissed by it on the set from what i hear and there's a particular one number six on here where they were not happy with him doing really? his method thing and i think that was that was early on where people weren't sure what uh method acting really was it didn't really kind of appear you hear that a lot in, yeah, in, you throw uh, the name around a lot, the word a lot, a lot, but a lot of people don't do it like to the level where a lot of people do it. And the two people we're talking, we're going to do a, a, several of these method actor pods because there's a lot of really good ones. Like this week, obviously, if you've list, looked at the title, we're going to be talking about Sean Penn and Daniel Day Lewis. And next week, we're going to do Gary Oldman and Christian Bale. Uh, 
four notoriously amazing method actors. People, people that changed their body, people that disfigured themselves. Like on like the third or fourth, we got to do Shia LaBeouf because Shia LaBeouf has taken a turn where he is not that little kid he used to be, yeah. and now he's doing he. Uh, like a necrophilia, he really had sex with that girl. He ended up marrying her, so at least it's a little less uh, creepy. Uh, on Fury, it cut his friggin' uh, it cut a huge scar in his cheek because he didn't like the makeup they were putting on him. I mean, he's just insane. He got a full. I think I heard him say tattoo, a full body, full chest tattoo. Yep, full for a role. For a and, role. Wow. I mean, it takes some commitment. Or you think of, like, Christian Bale gaining all the weight for the, uh, the machinist. No, you tell me a million. I'd do a lot for a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But <laughs> I know they don't the, the weight thing is, uh, the money. is The weight thing is scary because it's not good for your body. Uh, you could do it once or twice. Like, De Niro did it once. People, like, credit De Niro and, and hey, power to him. He did it for Raging Bull, like, but he Russell, never did it again. <laughs> Russell Crowe does it a lot. Russell Crowe does it a lot. I was Christian Bale does it a lot, a lot. For the, for the, what was the one where he was a whistleblower? The Insider. The Insider. Yeah. But was, if you look at, uh, like, Christian Bale, you see The Machinist. Yeah. Then he went and did Batman. Yeah. Then he went and did American uh, Hustle, Once where he, he gained fat. all that weight. And then he did another Batman, and he lost it. And then he did Vice, where he, he gained another 100 pounds to play Cheney. I was like, this is not did, good. Uh, and now, uh, not on here. Oh, he's not on here. <laughs> um, That's next week. Okay. But uh, the one in Boston, the, the uh, fighter. The fighter. The fighter, he lost a lot of weight, too. That's on the list, too, that I made Probably for uh, next week. crack for that. It's that's crazy. How, no, well, apparently what he did was just eat tuna fish. Tuna fish. One can of tuna fish a day. That's all he did, and that's kind of kept him going. Maybe yeah, it's not good for Maybe he did intravenous fluids your, or something like that. organs but, and shit. God, it's not good, man. I mean, there's a lot of method actors we lose because they get, like, two method, two in there. I mean, you think of, uh, uh, what's uh, the Joker? Uh, what's his name? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. It, it cost him his life. Jared, Jared Leto's also a, me- a crazy method actor, man, who you've got to watch these guys because they'll take it too far if they will. Well, and directors aren't going to stop them, you know, because directors are like, fuck, hey, yeah. you're going to make my movie the awesome, man. But like in the case of Daniel Day-Lewis, he he dips out of the he dips out of the world for a little while. Oh, yeah. Usually, well, so does Sean to, Penn, to too. Just decompress. Yeah. Do his own thing. And he I wasn't going to come back to acting, right? He had he was going to go be a cobbler. He threatens or... that every once in a while, too. Same with Anthony Hopkins. He, he'll threaten that every once in a while. But uh, I know for a fact that Sean Penn, I, I'm not, I can't speak for Gary Oldman and uh, Christian Bale. Maybe they do, but Sean Penn and Gary Oldman, or Sean Penn and Daniel Day Lewis, uh, they don't come out of their roles when they're when they say cut. They they that's, stay on cut. And we'll, and we'll mention specific things. Off. Yeah. The, People, and we'll talk about it when we hit that uh, that All first right, one. On you, uh, let's let's get this going. And I tried to pick. Obviously, you're gonna look at, you're gonna hear these movies, you're gonna see these lists. You go, oh, why do you leave that off? Why do you leave that off? We're, I'm trying to pick something where they really transform themselves from a different person than they normally are. And this first one's really the only lighthearted one. It is here. the only lighthearted one, but it's also a, a one that's not him in any way whatsoever. No. I mean, these, <laughs> do you these, think it was at one time? Do you think he became I don't think the so. person he was? Or I don't you think, think he, so because you you look at even I think. He's what was? I think he's closer to at close range, uh, Falcon in the when Snowman. When was Taps? Taps was his first movie before before this. this. Yeah, yeah. So that's what wasn't I think him. he was. Yeah. That he, he wasn't this guy. This guy is just somebody fun on. So paper. who was this guy? If you uh, so we got Fast Times Ridge Run High in 1982. <laughs> Spicoli. And, uh, Spicoli. He's almost like the, a legend. Oh, it is. The character. I mean, is like it a is the typical California. Surfer, stoner, I don't give a shit type of uh, type of guy, man, and it played brilliantly. I mean, we grew up with this movie, and uh, I mean, we love this movie for several reasons. Uh, two of them being uh, Phoebe Cates uh, <laughs> coming out of the pool, and then uh, 
but the soundtrack was great. The soundtrack was great. All the uh, actors, Judge Reinhold was great. Uh, everyone, but man, when you think about it, uh, other than Phoebe Cates, your mind probably immediately will go to Spicoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like the the stereotypical guy, just battling Mr. Han, uh, Mr. Han. <laughs> <laughs> You is it our time or is it <laughs> is it your time or is it our time? <laughs> I'm just having some tasty za. <laughs> I really, it's almost like uh, they um, Kevin Eastman uh, kind of uh, did Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles right off of Spicoli. Yeah. I mean, it, it really probably had a lot of uh, yeah. stuff on that. I mean, we didn't grow up in Southern California, but. Yeah, and I mean, and not growing up in Southern California, growing up in Massachusetts, New England, we saw movies like this where we're like, oh, all right, that's just the the California yeah. stoner type. I and that's they started doing tons of stoner uh, roles where they basically just kind of copied uh, Sean Penn's kind of attitude and role. They I did mean, this movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves sort of channeled, channeled him yeah. for uh, what do you call it? For Bill and Ted. Do you hear? And I don't want to go too far off too. topic. But uh, the director, it got so much flack in the screenings of after what? they finished it. Of Bill what? and Ted. Bill and Ted. The they first thought one? it was yeah. They thought it was absolutely horrible. Uh, and then it so got to realize these they had to sell kids. it to Orion, huh. and then it four times its budget. It made four times its budget. Yeah. But he still didn't want to come back for number two. Oh wow. I, he apparently he's great in three. Uh, it looks great. I watched the first trailer, and I haven't watched anyone since then. And they, I, if you're listening, Justin, I was going to tell you this that uh, they they're releasing it a week early because Justin had already set on the date of September or something. And well, they're going to release gonna it. Out. They're going to release he's it. Gonna set out for tickets. Uh, no, it's going to be released online. Right, yeah, okay. they're going to do it digitally. Are movie theaters even open? They are, but I don't know who's, how, going? who's going. I don't yeah. know. I was telling Justin, I don't know if you had heard on one of the other pods, that they're, they've decided to release them overseas first instead of second now because yeah. that's where they'll get their money. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, as long as you get their money back. I mean, that tenant's never going to make its money back. <laughs> Fucking forget it. How much was that movie? 300 it's like million like $350 million. It's supposed to be one of the biggest movies of the year, and I can't wait to see it. And it would be good to see it on the big screen, but I'll see it on the little screen. I don't care. They'll, they'll do what everybody else does yep. after it gets nominated for an Oscar they'll put it back in the theater Walmart's doing uh, oh the drive-ins uh, the drive-ins that was my fucking idea the second this shit happened mm. I was like why are we not doing drive-ins I was like you just put a big fucking screen up and slip the DVD <laughs> so in. 20 bed sheets together yeah bring your fucking uh, yeah. bring your snacks yeah. don't use the bathroom I mean I mean I guess you got gotta I, bring a cup bring a cup <laughs> save your drink <laughs> Not for refills, <laughs> but yeah, Fast Times, man. What's your what's your favorite kind of uh, stuff from Fast Times, Rosemary High? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna mainly focus on Sean Penn, but we can talk about the movies itself. I mean, a bit. I'm a big fan of the high school dynamic yeah. stuff. I mean, when we were growing up watching like Saved by the Bell, yeah. I guess I was a little bit older, but also you, Animal you, House, like Danny Darko. Uh, I liked Danny, all that. Uh, uh, Donnie that, Darko, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Darko. Danny, his, <laughs> it's a different bro- movie. It's his brother. You haven't Whatever. seen that movie. Oh man, that movie's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you thought Donnie Darko was fucked up. <laughs> It's next level. <laughs> uh, well, we should talk about the the unknown actors that became huge stars in Fast Towns Ridgemont High. You won't even be able to name them all. So you got obviously you got Sean Penn, John Reinhold, Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nicholas Cage, yep. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Uh, what's the guy who was going to be back? The future guy, uh, Eric Stoltz. Uh, Jennifer little, Jason the little Lee. brother, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, she didn't even have a speaking role in this movie. Jennifer Jason? No, she was huge in this role. She was big in the movie. I was thinking different movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was one of the main characters in it. Uh, 
They, it, it was this was a hard R too, and people forget that this was uh, this was written. It was directed by the woman who did. I always forget her name, but I think it's the same woman who did Wayne's World, did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But it was written by Cameron Crowe, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Who obviously is the almost famous guy, and uh, uh, he's had a cool life, a of, he, a crazy life, man. I, he he really should be. I'm sure he's written books and everything. Uh, Men those cicadas are going crazy right now. So oh, it's uh, almost now I like an airplane. Now I just called them out and they stopped. So there you go. <laughs> I can't even hear them, man. You can't hear the cicadas? No, I, I mean it's just <laughs> it's like white noise. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, those just hopefully our mics are louder than the cicadas. <laughs> Uh, I love all the stuff in this movie, man. All that just, but uh, it's a hard R. You know, people forget about that. There's, there's a different way of doing this. You could do these movies like Days Confused, and you do it PG, PG-13, and everyone yeah. sees it. But this was not only in a hard R, but it was very, like, kids on the edge of having sex and, like, uh, being uncomfortable and making the wrong choices. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee just wanting to have sex with that uh, one guy, and he has it in the pool house, and he turns into a complete dick and just kind of... Uh, 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 what's they ghost sir? Remember, I guess is the term they use now, where he just doesn't call her. Oh, uh, is that what ghosting is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what ghosting is. But remember, the one guy takes her out, and uh, I, I love the scene where they go out to the uh, uh, they go out to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he forgets his wallet, and his friend kind of picks it up and shows it to him. I also love the scene with Sean Penn and Forrest Whitaker's brother stealing the. Uh, uh, the Corvette. Oh yeah. Remember they just go they go racing at it in the middle of the night and remember they, they crash it and my brother's gonna shit. My brother's gonna kill me. Then he's gonna shit. <laughs> he's like, No man, I got this. I know what I'm gonna do. And then Sean Penn comes up with the idea to making it look like the, the other school. rival schools. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it, Ridgemont High sucks, someone else rules it was, or whatever. It was Forrest Whitaker's East side Corvette, rules right? or something like that. And yeah. And then the next shot oh, is, yeah. is him on the football field. Like you <laughs> and the other balls and the other opponent's eyes are like they're like shifting around. They're like, he's like, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. He like sacked like 12, 12 yeah. sacks that game, and it was like the biggest game ever. So oh. they turned it out to something he really. Trashed great. my Corvette, and I only uh, if I had yeah. a Corvette in high school, you know how cool you are. Oh if you have god, a man, no one school? has a Corvette in high school. And he wore that track shoot. Remember, he yeah. was just like a god mm-hmm. in that movie. Uh, I love Sean Penn talking to Eric Stoltz on the phone, and he, Sean Penn hits himself in the head with his own shoe. Do you hear that? Yeah, what's that? That's my skull, man. <laughs> <laughs> then Mr. Hand shows up, and he was great, man. He, he's he been in a lot of movies back in the day. Isn't what? he uh, Popeye's dad? Uh, Popeye's dad. I was just going to think, what <laughs> else has he done? Uh, <laughs> what's Quinky Eye? <laughs> I can't remember his name, man. It's like Ray something. I'm pretty sure his first name's Ray, but he was in a shitload of movies yeah. back in the day. Uh, Popeye's dad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably the best one known by him <laughs> but yeah that was our first example of like sean penn completely transforming himself and you know what i probably didn't see taps when it first came out so i probably got an impression of him as being this character it's possible he might not even know it was the same person and then you know if, if we weren't looking at names back then which is very possible i always remember a face though yeah i i mean but once he got his short hair you know it, he kind of kept that for a while because he looked very similar in like uh once he had done taps and this then he went on to do uh uh, At Close Range, which was one of my absolute favorite Sean Penn movies, and hard not to put on here, but it wasn't like a it wasn't a very serious method role for him. I mean, it was basically him, but he just got to play opposite uh, Christian uh, or uh, what's his name from Dead Zone, Chris Walken. Sorry, uh, and that probably changed his life. You know, uh, working with a lot of those older actors at the time certainly. Christopher Walken would have to have changed your outlook on uh, movies and stuff. (laughs) Am I saying these lines wrong? (laughs) Is that the cadence I should be using? (laughs) Go over here. Because over here is where you need to go. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're going to deliver it like that? That's how you're going to do it? Okay. I wonder if people gave him shit when he was younger. It flipped me for real. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the case on that. They were like, you sure you want Benicio to do this? Because, yeah, yeah, let's go with this. That's a... That's it. What do they call that artistic leap of faith? Yeah, to allow somebody, and that has a lot to do with these method actors, yep. man. And well, the second one too, uh, the one we're going to bump into now. Because we're going to do all the Sean Penns, and then we'll to, do the. Uh, this Daniel is Lewis. this is a movie I don't think I can ever watch again. Really, that's I one like of it. my favorite. I own, movies. I own it. I, I watch it. Literally, I don't one of watch my it every year. Favorite movies. My wife. The shots it and, in it are insane. And, yeah, but like, my wife was the like, camera this angles, movie is gross. It's it's Brian De Palma, so it, we're talking about yeah. 1989's Casualties of Oof. War. Tough uh, subject, man. Very difficult. Very difficult movie to watch. Think of Save It Private Ryan, but then with a lot of rape. With a lot of rape in it. And just like... <laughs> it's a squad r- Rape movie. where you want to like jump help. through the screen and help them so bad. And uh, yeah, tell us the, the premise kind of of Casualties of War. So it starts... Michael J. Fox is, get, goes Beautifully over... Beautifully pa- cast with the yeah. everyman. So it's Michael J. Fox... Sean Penn, John, John C. Riley, C., John Lagazamo, uh, the other guy from uh, Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Yeah, uh, that might yeah, yeah, be yeah. it. Yeah. That's everybody. So basically, it starts out like any other war movie. There's a big action hey, was, scene. It, very similar to Platoon when you're watching it. One of my, one of the, this is a very De Palma scene, but during this forest, they were doing like a forest recon. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Vietnam War, it, it's their land. Tunnels. They had tunnels <laughs> and all kinds of crazy shit. What do they call them? Rats uh, or uh, tunnel, tunnel rats? Tunnel rats are the rats. ones that go down. Had to go down like William Defoe. He was tunnel rat. That, people always thought those guys were crazy. Because Hell you didn't, no! You didn't you know, know when fight. tunnels were going to collapse like, on oh, you. Didn't you know what you were going to find when you, you went down. Fight? There. Yeah, how about fighting in the little confined yeah. space? If the tunnel doesn't collapse on you, yeah. <laughs> if the tunnel holds up, because it was meant for a seventy-five <laughs> like, yeah. pound man, not a. That's where you put the suicidal guy in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it started out like normal. So there was an engagement in the woods, lots of commotion, and Michael J. Foss gets separated, and uh, he throws a hand grenade, and he kills somebody, and he's he's like, I got one, and he, like, remember, he turned yep. around, and then he was standing on a tunnel that collapsed, yep. and he was stuck. And so, so it was like waist classic, down. Yeah, yeah, a classic De Palma, where you see his feet dangling in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, from a perspective of, you're like, oh, there's a dude down yep. there. Then they show the dude's got a knife. And he's like crawling really yeah. slow towards him. And then he's yelling and he's crawling and he's yelling and so he's crawling good. back and forth. And then all of a sudden, Sean Penn snatches Michael J. Fox out and yeah. kills the guy. So Sean Penn, they they did a great job of setting him out as a hero. Like they wanted to yeah. give him some hero qualities. He was a, a he hero. He was a great soldier. He was a great soldier, but he was a complete. He was a horrible human being. Human, Bad human being and just complete and utter and the, asshole. And you know what happens? Like he would have never become that person. But I think you're, some people's mindset changes for the enemy. Yeah. Once you're in war, they oh, yeah. almost don't even. If you have look an at, inkling of that you kind know, the of Marines thing, they teach in you? you to kill. They yeah. teach you to hate your enemy and yeah. kill them without prejudice. I don't think they do it as much anymore. I think they teach them a lot more sympathy and empathy. They try. Uh, they try for sure. But I mean, it, it, yeah. jobs that jobs that get paid to kill people attracts yeah. I mean they're not going to turn people. you down if they know you're good at it <laughs> well they also attract people that like to kill people yeah, yeah, yeah. or want to like, oh, kill people wait, I get to go into a place where well, I'm allowed to do that me to kill yeah. somebody? you know how many people hmm. would have been serial killers yeah. if they didn't We'd uh, have sign up as soldiers every week. yeah if we didn't have the military that's a scary thought right there but uh, so anyway so they set him up as a hero so then they have to go on this squad mission mm-hmm. like every good war movie in my mind and I think you think the same way is break it show off. the big engagement a little yep. bit and then dial it in to the little engagement. To the little engagement. But yeah. That's the problem with that TV show Pacific. Yeah, I loved Band of Brothers. Pacific yep. sucked. Yeah, because there was too many people. They all looked the same. Yep. Yeah, it's a bummer, but it's true. But Sean Penn's character, 
Maybe watching it now wouldn't be as bad because a lot of those people on it got famous. Even like still, like we know John Bernthal when we see him now. They so just jumped around so yeah. much and didn't like Band of Brothers is great. You yeah. got to no, I love Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers is one of the best war ever, uh, shows ever, ever made. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah. I've not, seen not, it. It's not even close. Dozens of times. Yep. And if you're a World War II, if you're a World War II uh, fanatic, or if you just want to learn a lot about World War II, yeah. that's what's good about a lot of those HBO shows. It's an education. If you watch John Adams' uh, yeah. thing, you You'll get educated. Government. Yep. And if you watch Band of Brothers, you got a good and uh, uh, number snapshot. ten on this list. And number absolutely, eight. there's a lot of them on and this list. Probably number seven. Yeah, there's a lot. Number there. six, definitely. <laughs> number five for the, sure. The whole list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Number three and four, probably not. So. So yeah, they go on this. They go on this squad. They get ambushed, and uh, they they have. But then they go into the village, right? And yep. they they go in night, the village. They they, they they see them during the day. Yeah, they're like, hey, how about if we get a girl for our journey? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so they just literally go into you. And there's a reason why they the the villages hated us because yeah. we did crazy shit like yeah. this. I don't think this is factually inaccurate. No, I think it's probably a... I don't know if it's based on a real dude, but... No, it's probably a... uh, Stories come back. There's that. Oh, yeah, but this this is probably like if they took 10 different stories and added them to one and took one and they... So they kidnap a a barely teenage girl from her village, sleeping next to her mother. Super sweet-looking, just young. She's probably, what, 15, maybe? No shoes, like yeah. I, screaming, screaming, screaming as she's reaching for her parents, and her parents can't help her, and they just carry her off. Yep, they just and then they her tie off. her up around her neck and like a loop around her neck, systematically and just... rape her. Except uh, well, Michael they... J. Fox, Michael J. Fox says, "I will not fucking." I don't do think it. even John C. Riley wanted. He didn't to want do to do it, it but he but... looked up to Sean Penn one and two. He That's didn't... why this was a good movie because it was really the... a telling story of how that pressure. In that Lines situation. get drawn pretty quickly. You knew Michael yeah. J. Fox drew a hard yeah. line. You thought John Leguizamo was drawing a hard line. Yeah, because he he's the one that came to Michael J. He's like, I don't well, the do Hudson Hawk guy was on was with he was John way Penn on board the whole way. Right at the he, he, him yeah. and Sean Penn were the ones yep. who really wanted to do it, because I remember the scene where John C. Riley's like, "This is crazy. Are we really going to do this?" And so he he was unsure of what was going to actually happen, but he ended up doing it. And so so did Lacazamo. Finally... Everyone but uh, Michael J. Fox, and it's a very similar mentality to like cops. You know, you, you don't want to go against your squadron yeah. because not only if you're the guy that's not taking money, yeah. you're you're in someone's going to show up two minutes late to your distress yeah. call. Some, yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. They're going to slam that uh, door yeah. in Serpico's yeah, hand, on, and then uh, they're going to leave you to get shot in the face. And that's exactly what happened. And the same thing here. Michael J. Fox just adamant through the whole movie, and he was the guy that he was. Every- Everyone related too. At one point, he was like, "I gotta get rescue this girl." Yeah, because he, he was giving her, her food, and that, they were giving him scene shit. on the bridge. Whoo! Yeah. That scene on the bridge. The last ten minutes of that movie. Well, no, because well, remember they went they went back and they did the dick die, die thing. Oh, the dick die stuff was good. Yeah, it was really good. That was probably one of his he best. Saved your life, speech. and now you want to ruin his yep. career. Oh God, man, Dick Die. If you don't know who he is, he oh. he's an ex military guy that they've used in a lot of movies. Oliver Stone used him as a technical advisor on Platoon, but then people realized he this guy JFK can friggin' this guy can act. Oh, I said, let's get him on air. And Similar, crazy look. Very similar to the uh, to Arlie Emery from uh, Full Metal Jacket, where they they used him as yeah. tech guy, and then they realized, well, this guy's awesome. We need to get He's him the on real screen deal. Well, this guy's as much the real as possible. Deal, Same so. with Dick Die, and man, he delivered that speech like it was his Oscar speech. Uh, 
they didn't get any awards for this movie, which was surprising. That girl deserved an award. Yeah. She she just cried and screamed, and you felt horrible through this whole movie watching her. <laughs> so, but through so the whole enjoying. thing, through the whole thing, you're it, it's exciting. It, there's action. There's war stuff. Uh, some of the best. If you're a De Palma fan, you know what I'm talking about here. The best camera angles by mm-hmm. any director ever is going to be Brian yeah. De Palma, man. If you watch Carrie or if you watch Christine and those those close-ups, I, the close-ups of him. Uh, Michael J. Fox and that girl, and in the background you see Sean Penn, man. Really difficult, really difficult uh, stuff, and it probably happens uh, maybe not on the daily, but on the weekly, I'm sure. Uh, in Well, certainly during Vietnam. Did we even mention this was Vietnam? Yeah. Yeah, Vietnam. Uh, yeah like you said, I, I understand how people will watch it once and they'll be like, I'm I mean, I, I've seen it a dozen times, but yeah. I won't watch it again. I can't. I it's can't just, say that I, I won't watch it again because I really enjoyed the performances. Yeah, it's just and uh, it, it was difficult. It's difficult, it's difficult, but I can separate myself. I can uh, from too, the but art. but sometimes I think it's your responsibility to see something like, mm-hmm. especially if it's a fact, yeah, based fact movie based thing. Yeah, that you should even if it's a subject that makes yeah. you. I'm not saying it, you, you should watch Happiness 15 times. Yeah, in yeah, a row. or uh, Rosewood. You know, but but, but know what you should the, watch what, know what Rosewood it is. because <laughs> you need to know what the human being is capable yeah, of doing. Exactly. Just. to... I think you just as much as you want to read about the guy pulling girls from screaming from a burning building. Yeah, you, it almost like the opposite. Jeff yeah. Bridges. Remember that movie where he buried? He, oh, the vanishing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, that was his speech. Remember, he's like he ha- he saved the the guy from the well. He's like, yeah. in order to love my daughter, I had to experience the highest and the lowest. Yeah, it's crazy that people think that way. So it's like now, now going back to the method of this whole thing. Th- this was a time where where. Um, Sean Penn did not break character. Sean Penn's notoriously a nice guy. So him and, and what's his name probably didn't get along. They Michael did J. not. Fox I, I saw a great interview with Michael J. Fox early on, like when it first came out, and they were asking him how it was to work with Sean Penn. He he was like, Sean is amazing. He's phenomenal. I wouldn't say it was a joy working with him. Uh, he, he says, <laughs> I think he would take they, that as a compliment. Well, they yeah, and they tried to. He didn't want to <laughs> hang out with him. Uh, Sean Penn didn't want to hang out with him, and Michael J. Fox didn't want to hang out yeah, with him, and well, it probably worked better for, fun. The, uh, for the movie that mm-hmm. way. But he was said he was a complete asshole on the set. Well, because he didn't break character, and it was the first time someone noticed that. And I always go back to uh, another great method actor is uh, Dustin Hoffman. And I always go back to that great um, story of uh, him being on the set with uh, Lawrence Olivier on Marathon Man. And uh, they're about to do their scene, and uh, <clears throat> Dustin Hoffman's running around, running around the oh, buildings, yeah. and he's, he's making his eighth lap. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? He, he's like, well, I'm just trying to get trying to get into the character and everything. He's, and uh, Lawrence Olivier looks British at him. British people would say this. He looks at him <laughs> and he says, well, why don't you just try acting, young man? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? It's a, it's it's about the end result yeah. and how you get there. Yeah. I don't think a director if, gives a shit. If Dustin Hoffman, it takes him to running to get yeah. that kind of character out. You don't get that and then not and, – and that. If you don't have that, you don't have him playing Rain Man, you know, yeah. because that's how uh-huh. he does. And I could imagine it, it's not easy to just flip right out of it after the thing. It's easier just to stay in it. And I think a lot of really diehard actors feel that way. And that's the way it was. And that's what has got to be difficult for Sean Penn I to, like, snap like out of that. Williams wasn't the Robin Williams we saw always in movies. Oh, yeah. That, that that's was true. Well, character. he was fighting a disease a lot of the time. Yeah. So at least toward the end, uh, he certainly was. But... All right, this next one. This is a fun one, man. This was this was a, now this movie I watch every year. Also, uh, Brian De Palma. Yep. So you can tell that uh, certain directors, and it will happen later on with uh, with and some other. Directors I mean, if you here. give them the freedom, they're going to come back to you. Yeah, 
and uh, 1993's Carlito's Way, man. Oh, one of the best gangster movies oh, ever made. Unbelievable. And uh, so tense. If so the, those angles in this movie, yeah. If I was angles. gonna do a, if I was gonna do a, a director's symposium, yeah. like teach, I would pull the scene up from this movie when he was doing the trick shot. Yeah. On how to build oh, yeah. a tension in a scene. If I was yeah. gonna teach little students that were trying to learn how to oh, be directors. That, that one or when Carlito's talking with Sasso and the guys are, uh, then he has to go behind the bar and then he, he hides behind the bar and Tony T's son notices he's missing and then they oh, yeah. uh, they have to run behind the bar and see that he's gone underneath into that hidden thing and they got to chase him. My God, the last 15 minutes of Carlito's way is so great. What's that smell? <laughs> Sasso so, used to uh, be wrong. Used to formerly wrong. <laughs> wrong. Uh, but let's talk some Kleinfeld here. So oh. It's such an interesting character. Character. So basically, you have a, a a lawyer who wants to be a mobster. Yeah, you know, and, and you've got a mobster who doesn't want to be a mobster opening anymore. Opening scene when when um, what's his name's lecturing the judge. Yeah, when he yeah. got him off on a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so happy. That, so you, you've got this, and it starts uh, like a lot of De Palma movies. It starts where uh, you see that he's dying at the beginning of the movie. The yeah. opening credits mm-hmm. is Carlito's already been shot, and he's on a gurney, and he's being dragged off, and he says, "What has gotten me here?" And then they kind of bring us back to mm-hmm. how it happened. And uh, yeah, he's he's just a he's a former badass that left the neighborhood because he had to go to prison, and he he was probably in prison for 15, 20 years. I'm not sure what it was, but then he gets out obviously by a technicality, like Dave says, by Sean Penn, who's got this like crazy fro and the glasses. He's a stereotypical and, Jewish lawyer. Yeah, and uh, but the problem is, is he has no scruples whatsoever. And to the point, and he where, loves cocaine. To the yeah, and he <laughs> loves cocaine and he loves his women, and it, he just wants to be a gangster. He wants to be a gangster. And, and at some point, he makes that he makes, makes the that flip. shift. He makes that yeah. shift and. Even uh, Carlito tells him, he says, "You're not a you're not a lawyer anymore, uh, Dave. You're yeah. a, you're a freaking gangster." Well, yeah. The, so I don't know how far you want to jump forward in the movie. We can jump forward. The um, the scene when he's the scene when he's trying to get Carlito to help him out. to help him out. Yeah, tell him about what he wants him to do. So what happened was he was being accused of stealing a million dollars from the mob, which the he did. Kleinfeld was. Which he well, did. you didn't know that at first. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. kept denying it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but you knew he was a scumbag. You knew he was a scumbag. Yeah. And uh, so he's trying to say to Carlito, they, they're going to forgive me if I take my boat into the harbor. They're going to get the, the head mob bosses in jail. You know, talk, uh, Rikers. I, I love his speech. One button yeah. and here I push. Yeah, he was great, man. And he was great. So they're like, Tony T. Tony T. Yeah. So they're going to get him in the water. He got a guard that was going to throw him. Rikers was right next to the harbor. Carlito's like, he goes in the water. High tide. He's going to die. And so he hangs on to the buoy. Yeah. And so he he wants Carlito to come with him because his son, Tony T's son's going to be yeah. there too. Yeah. So it all looks like it's working out, man. He's yeah. They show up to the buoy. It would have worked. And he's hanging there. And, but they he was like, Kleinfeld's like, I think they're just going to kill me anyways yeah. as soon as they get me out. Like, yeah. they got me out here. So it was a great scene. He uh, he he tells Carlito to go to the front of the yeah. boat. Steer the boat. And then he, he just takes a, a iron rod yeah. and kills the son. No, kills the father kills, first. Does he kill the father yeah. first? Yeah, as he's coming up. Oh, and yeah. it was brutal, too, just, just like, beating him up the head. He hits him right yeah. in the head, and he starts yep. pouring blood. And then his son comes out, and he uh, he kills the son, and Klein, uh, or uh, Carlito just screams. He's like, what have you done to us? You've killed us. You've killed us, Dave. Yeah. And 
I mean, yeah, he's that's that's it, and that's when the entire mob yeah. have hits out and on Benny him and from the Bronx. Or uh, uh, that's why you ben never Bronco insult any anybody that's that great scene in the hospital where Carlito goes in the hospital yep. to see Dave and uh, has oh, one last speech to yeah. him. Man, oh, we won't tell you what happens there, but my I God, man, tell you Car- Carlito's way is so good. Uh, our mom just saw Donnie. I think the son that came in the room is the same one that yelled "jackass." Oh no, that's Joe Flattery. That's not, that's Joe, that's, yeah, that's not Joe Flattery. All right, he does look a little like him, though. Uh, Mom just saw Donnie Darko. Oh, Donnie Brasco for the first Danny, time. Danny Brasco. Danny Brasco. <laughs> uh, she just saw Donnie Brasco for the first time. Really? And I, I was, she's like, I, I didn't think it was a mob movie out there I hadn't seen. I was like, well, you just saw one of the best ones, man. Yeah. One of the most realistic, kind of actual, kind of how a mob the, would be kind of movies. Form. I mean, it's, he it's, was in it. It's one of my favorite mob movies of all time. So, uh, and we've talked about that a bunch. But yeah, Carlito's Way, man. It's Sean Penn was. Epic. I know he was nominated for it. I don't think he was. Uh, he didn't get an award. But these next two movies, I'm sure he went out and did a lot of cocaine to prepare. For <laughs> yeah, I know. How method are you going to be, Sean? Yeah, I'm sure he took it to, <laughs> as far as he could take it. He was a bad boy. He I, remember he was the original bad boy. He was. And he started dating Madonna, and he yeah, punched yeah. that cameraman in the face. Yeah, he got known as the and guy. And then that he was the guy that. I mean, nowadays he'd go to prison. And nowadays he wouldn't do it. He, he yeah, kind of, course. of no, of course. He just got married to like yeah. somebody twenty eight years younger. He's than He's a very huge environmentalist yeah. and really great guy, and he spends a lot of his time and money helping the environment, which is uh, which is what a lot of these high end people should do. These next two movies is what got him the Oscars. So these last two movies, and they were both absolutely phenomenal. So the yeah. first one we're talking about is two thousand three's Mystic River. God, Mystic River, directed by the great Clint Eastwood. Starring, it, it got two awards. It got uh, Best Actor for Sean Penn and Best Supporting Actor for uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim. Uh, both unbelievable. It, you could have easily given, uh, I think Marsha Gay Harden was nominated, but she didn't uh, win it, which she easily could have. She She's also one of the people that could be on our Method Actresses Everybody pod. in this movie was great. Kevin uh, Bacon think Marsha Gay Harden, I mean, think like The Mist, Mist. and think of her in this. Yeah. I mean, it's like she is complete method so you've got a lot of really great guys here very boston movie which i loved why don't you tell us how this movie opens it's got a really intense opening. so when you grow up in up north seemed like around the time we were growing up yeah you play in the place. street a lot yeah like not on park street but certainly when we were court street we at the oh yeah and they were play, close to boston in this that I, you could tell that they were probably they were, we were little, a half hour away they were probably five ten minutes away they were in the the city property. Yeah, they were probably east so Chester, a lot of brownstones, a lot of streets where you played. You played street hockey in yeah, the street, yeah. and then when the cars came, <laughs> you moved to the side. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they were out playing in the street, and the creepy guy from, messing with the, the guy from the Remember shield. They were, they were writing their names in the cement. Yeah, and the an undercover cop, not the shield, the uh, wire. Wire, sorry, yeah, he's so good. Um, these two guys show up. One of them is the guy from the wire. I can't remember his name. He has handcuffs. They, they on have a badge. And no, hand- but, uh, yeah, he did have. A he had badge. a badge and he had handcuffs and yeah. I think he had a sidearm. They said there was no writing on the bag. And the kids say there was no writing. It was just a gold badge. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, oh shit, the cops busted him. Yeah. And so they were interviewing the kids and the two kids. I think the two other kids said they lived right there. Yep. The so they kid. were like too afraid to like snatch him, but yeah. they took the one kid and said, "We're going to drive you home to your parents and yeah. drop you off." So. Back then, if a cop told you to get in the car, you probably would have. Yeah. Like, nowadays, I don't, I don't no. think that. No, no, no. That's the no. thing, but... He's they, still a stranger. Don't go with him. So, 
You find out they weren't cops. Yeah. They took him. They Four molested day. him. But Four days they had him. Like, but they found him. Usually, no. They, he he escaped. That's right. Yeah. He and so he was down in the basement for four days, and you saw him coming in, and he was begging no more. You were assuming that they're either raping him or beating him. They never really went into it. I mean, it. they were raping him. Yeah. They they were definitely doing some horrible stuff to him, and he escaped. And it was very similar to like kiss the girls. A great shot too. Just like popped out of the camera angle, his head as he uh, in the woods. In the woods, not knowing where the fuck and, he was. And then he just bolts and. Then they cut ahead, and uh, yeah. and then they the timeline comes comes ahead like thirty years later, at least. And it's all these adults now dealing with who they have grown up to be. Yeah. And you've got the two guys that are always wondering, what if I had gotten in that car? Yeah. And then Kevin you got Bacon the one- is the is the lieutenant. Yep. He's John a Penn is a minor mobster. Yep. Who's just he and has they his own and the crew. and the funny thing is, is they sort of knew. I mean, he knew he was a mobster. Yeah. And yeah Kevin yeah, yeah, knew yeah, that yeah. he was. Yeah. But he kept Back his then, nose clean for the most yeah, part. He had his own was shop. A, I'll tell you what. The, Growing up, we knew some families that did some stuff they probably shouldn't have yeah. done, and, and most people knew it, and the cops probably didn't care. Everybody just kind of yeah. mind their own business in yeah, the city. Yeah. You know, if you're not killing kids or, you know, selling drugs to or kids. Or killing anyone. You I know, mean, that's how the mob people, got away with doing because they were like, they did things that were vices, like gambling and prostitution. Yeah. And <laughs> but then they, they then they gave out turkeys to things, yeah. people, home, yeah, or people for They sponsored teams to do yep. stuff or yeah gateway <laughs> food they did stuff for the community so that they would allow them turn a blind eye do all their say who's sponsoring stuff. our little league but they team? wouldn't sell bada bing <laughs> they wouldn't sell <laughs> drugs like drugs is one thing that they either yeah yeah, yeah. did on the down low or they because that that way they could still look the priest in the face at the yeah. end of the day well then something horrible happens so we've got uh emily emmy rossum who's amazing she's the girl from shameless who's yeah. uh she's one of the, the first from movies she's in What's that? That's the girl from Shane's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's, and, Maria's watching that right now. Oh, again. That's a girl, yeah. Uh, well, a we watched the first show. two seasons of it, and it was it's just kind of a, scumbaggish too for me. and scumbaggish. Too, too rednecky to me. Uh, I, I, she was great. I always loved her. The, she was super cute. The characters really are great. great. Yeah. Like, all the characters are great. It's just, yeah, they're it's doing like, lots eh. of, tra- the dad's so much, what's his name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just trashy stuff. Yeah, they're all kind of trashy. Stealing from their kids and, you know. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. I know people love it, but uh, yeah, she was great in that. And so she went out, and then she just disappeared one night, and no one knows what happened. And, and she wasn't uh, that kind of person. Yep, she wasn't that kind of but person. But they went out drinking because the next day was her her little sister's like confirmation at, yeah. uh, at church. So she didn't show up. So they knew something was wrong. Yeah. And then uh, and, and then they there was a lot of cops flying by yeah. as they're leaving they the church. The and Sean Penn goes over there and he sees his daughter's car. He's like, "That's my daughter's car." And then he's got two guys. Remember the Savage Brothers? Mm. One of them's the guy from. Uh, uh, he's been in a lot of Boston movies. He's, oh, yeah. a, he's a big guy, yeah. that big ginger guy. Yeah. He's, he's really great. He's in a lot of uh, Boston movies. I'm pretty sure he was in uh, The Town and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, so he was the he was basically Sean Penn's muscle. And he was like, you got I kind of knew those guys when he. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows those guys if you're from Boston. <laughs> Eric uh, might have been one of those guys yeah. in a former life. <laughs> yeah. In a former, if he had gone one way yeah. and went another, yeah. it would have been him. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, Sean Penn, and this is probably one of his Oscar. Uh, worthy things when he oh, sees when he, when, when he comes up and he doesn't see the body yet and he loses no. it because he sees he sees Kevin uh, Bacon try Kevin to, Bacon's like that's they the try fa- to hold him. well he says that's the father and right when he says that you know it, I mean in Sean Penn's mind it, they, it takes 10 people I counted them when I watched it the other day 10 people to hold Sean Penn back uh, because and he probably screaming. hurt people uh, in, is that my daughter in there remember that's what he was screaming is that yeah. my daughter in there over and over can again can you imagine 
God. It's a reason not, that's sort of, that was a big reason why I decided that I didn't want to have kids. Yeah, it's very stressful, you know, taking care of them. No matter how much you try to protect them. Yeah, because this was a good girl, man. I mean, she was like, she worked at the store with her dad and they had a great relationship uh, and she did well in school and loved her little sister. And Uh, it was horrible, man. But she also uh, dated a guy that, um, that Sean Penn didn't like, didn't like the family because it was the, he uh, was good. The, the one she was dating was actually okay. Remember, I don't want to spoil. Yeah, the don't movie. spoil it. But uh, she was dating a guy, and then he had like a brother that didn't talk much, and he's famous. That's the kid from uh, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Gladiator. I wonder if they had to learn sign uh, language. Gladiator, and he they was had, in Split. They had he to went, learn sign, one kid had to learn sign language. Yeah, he probably learned a little sign language for that movie too, and it was a, an interesting thing. But what's going on is and what complicates this whole thing is when that happens the night before you get to see Tim Robin comes home covered in blood yep. and he comes to Marsha Gay Hart and he says somebody jumped me and I slashed him and I think I killed him and uh, she's freaking out and yeah. she's like well I'll get rid of your clothes and yeah. uh, she and she basically covers it up and he kind of goes Such on a tragic he, he kind of goes on like everything's normal and then the next day she's the cousin of Laura Linney who's married to uh, Sean Penn so this basically Basically, family uh, right there uh, that connect, and she's immediately thinking, "Holy shit! I think my husband killed Emmy Rossum." She doesn't tell everybody right. She away. doesn't tell anyone right away. She but just you acts could tell really weird around. She, yeah, she could tell and that Sean Penn could tell something. About and him. eventually, Sean Penn gets her on the steps and asks her. He says, "Did you do you think he could have killed my daughter?" And she doesn't even think say, "I think so." She says, "Yes, I, I think he killed your daughter." And that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard not to, to ruin much towards the end here. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably stop there. But it's it's such an incredible movie. It's one of those. Because they're taking the law into their own hands. They, Kevin Bacon's the, trying to solve it. But yeah. uh, Sean Penn and his Goombas. Yeah, yeah he's, they want real they justice. They want real justice. They want real justice, mm-hmm. whoever did this. And uh, it's it's heartbreaking. The end is just heartbreaking, man. Yeah. When, when, what happens and you just, oh, Especially my God. Especially when him and Kevin Bacon are talking at the yeah. end. He said, you're a, little, yep. you're a little late. If you were here. If you were here, just a little sooner. Just a little sooner. Oh, God, man. And it, it's it's heartbreaking to watch. It's also a, it's a really great, great Clint Eastwood movie, movie, man. Too. I mean, and a lot of Clint Eastwood movies seem like Clint Eastwood movies. Like, if you're watching Flags matter. of the Father, you could tell yeah. that's a Clint Eastwood movie. Even, even a lot of, unfor- anyone that he's in, obviously. But so, so I appreciate ones that he's not in as much as I like him and as an actor. Just, I wouldn't have been able to tell that he did it. Nope. No, if you had shown me that, you you could have easily told me that it was um, Brian De Palma. Uh, you you could have told me it was Zemeckis. You could have told me that it was uh, no, not De Palma. De Palma, you could really tell uh, because those angles, a lot of angles that certain directors use, uh, who are did dead Stir giveaways. Echoes? Uh, Stir Echoes had a great that kind movie, of movie, man. Who did the Stir Echoes? That's a great question. Justin, where are you? Uh, I don't know who did Stir Echoes, but it was it was that was another great Kevin Bacon movie. Uh, so yeah, Mystic River Man, check it out. It's phenomenal. It does not let down. All star cast, like you wouldn't believe. All right, so that's what got him his first Oscar, his second Oscar here, 2008. And this was a movie I had gone a while without seeing, and I knew it was going to be good, but it was one of those movies that they weren't showing on TV, and I just hadn't come across the DVD. And when I found the DVD, I was like, well, I'm just going to buy it. I know I'm going to like it. Uh, I knew a little bit of the story of Harvey Milk, uh, but not a whole lot. Theater. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, uh, uh, Mom loves it. It's one of her favorites, too. And uh, this is 2008's Milk, and uh, it, it's the real-life story of Harvey Milk, who was a... Uh, uh, one of the more famous uh, gay, uh, openly gay politicians, but it didn't start out with him being a politician. He lived in San Francisco, and he was just—he owned like an art store. Or yeah, something. he owned like a bookstore. Bookstore, uh, and it was 
but he was just trying to get community development. He yeah. wanted the community because it was. I mean, he started at ground level. Yeah. The, the way most people would do, you know, you, you start with uh, working as uh, in your town and like uh, on the uh, the what city council type yeah. of thing, and you went from the city council to something else to something else, and it, he basically transformed San Francisco because San Francisco was being highly discriminated. There was a huge gay community there. And they, they didn't went, have and a they, voice in the They community. had no voice. They had nobody standing up for them. They were treated like second-class citizens, and Harvey Milk was sick of it, you know? This has to be an LGBT... Oh, yeah. Yeah, LGBT. this has got to be a, like uh, one of their, uh, their their great movies that uh, uh, that they point back to where it's... But he's seamless as a gay man. Seamless, you know? And he you would think he was Harvey Milk. And if you looked at the pictures, I mean, they almost yeah. transformed himself yeah, man. into it. He That's looked- why he's a great man. Method actor. <laughs> so I, I became. And he had to make out with a bunch. <laughs> and he had to make. He had to make out with a bunch of guys. <laughs> How method were you, Sean, when the camera stopped rolling? <laughs> he probably moved uh, to Hate Asbury. Franco, James Franco was amazing James in this. Franco was great. Uh, the, What's his name? Uh, was the great. kid from uh, um, the Dangerous Lives Alter Boys. The guy that killed him. Yeah. The, uh, the guy from oh, No uh, Country for Old Men. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is. We'll spoil this one because it's a very historical kind of. Uh, <laughs> I just spoiled it anyway. He did so. it anyway. But. <laughs> It's a very historical kind of uh, story <laughs> where he, he was assassinated by a co-worker who, who may have been secretly gay himself, you know, and, and yeah. it was an interesting character to watch Josh, Josh Brolin, is who we're talking about, Josh Brolin play. He was the very arch-conservative like yep. the 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 uh, he was the one that had to go Christian right uh, Christian right. Yep, he was always the one that was go, that was butting heads. But with he kind of liked him towards the end. There were like, there were they moments. They like, had moments together that you were like. But it was uh, when he was drinking. Yeah. When it, so that's why I I think you're right. He was probably secretly. Yeah, I think he was closeted, a little bit closeted and gay, and then hated himself because of it. So many uh, there's so many homophobes that turn out to be gay themselves because they just can't stand the idea you know, that to hear they some, are, you know? And you hear from friends that, and we have a lot of gay friends. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of gay friends. I've seen gay that. Friends. Yeah, I, I don't have any friends anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> You do. You just don't have much contact. I don't have much contact with them. <laughs> but back in the day, we had a lot of friends yeah. that were gay, and they used to tell me stories about All having to hide it. Yeah. And they used to have to hide it oh, in yeah. high school. Yeah. Like, and nowadays... Like you don't have to hide it anymore. Yeah, my my and, wife's best friend, uh, David. Had I'm not to saying hide you don't get discriminated time. against, and, still, and, but. And David, uh, our friend, uh, uh, David is clearly gay. You you hear him talk. Hearing him, friend Stephen, you hear him talk for like uh, five seconds. You know they're they're gay, but they had to back in the early '80s, growing up, or uh, even in the '90s, or not as much today. Thankfully, you know you're gonna have to keep that stuff hidden, and nothing irritated people more that were anti-gay than like flamboyantly mm-hmm. gay people that were they or christians you know it, it, christians really that was the worst thing about the christian religion is they as much as they taught love they hated a lot of groups they of people hated a lot of people they hated a and lot I, of groups of people and you know what i and i have even friends that religions. are christian even and like uh, i just stay away from christian conversations with them yeah because we're, hey, if it if it's your thing, and do it. it helps if it makes you, you be able to live a better life, that's awesome. And be a better person. Yeah, just don't be, be a, a don't, don't be a horrible person because of that. Don't hate p- other groups of people. If someone, we were taught like you gotta hate Jehovah Witnesses. You gotta hate gay people. Don't even talk to them. Don't even uh, let them in your burning house. Burning in hell. Uh, yeah, they would. Tell I mean, us. our religion was militant. They. 
they would tell you you have to convert all your family members and we went to school die forever we clearly went to school with a uh with a a gay kid two or three uh, two or three eric Eric tyler Tyler, for sure sorry Uh, without it uh outing you yeah we're outing him yeah right (laughs) but he hasn't come out i know we all knew he was gay no one had a problem with it because the family was rich and no one mentioned it you know no one came out and said and he had if he had come out and said it yep and he had to do that i understand he had to do that uh do it and maybe he he had fun for a while but i'm hopefully he's living the life that he 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 wants to live now uh but But harvey milk was very open very open very driven to make change you know he really wanted to and it was change that was good for the city you know james franco transform in this movie he got really big did he get big he, he was super heavy towards the end i don't even remember that like unrecognizable. Well, I remember the other guy. The, remember the guy that was with Harvey that was nuts. He was the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that lost his mind and eventually killed yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. He was the guy from um, Rogue One. Yeah, he was the main Rogue One guy. Yeah, uh, and uh, he was amazing in that movie. And he, he almost method himself because when I saw him in Rogue One, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it's that milk guy. First of all, I. I you would have you would have thought he was uh, 100% gay, and you, I had no idea that he didn't even speak like that. And then when he was in Rogue One, it blew my mind. So he was just in. <laughs> that happens when you're acting opposite Sean Penn. I would you imagine. Pay me two million dollars. If you're acting, I'll be gay for six months. <laughs> and we really haven't even mentioned that too. The actors acting opposite somebody that's that method. It's got to make you better. It's got to make you uh, a better actor. Or right? you're not. Or you don't work with that guy yeah. again. So, I mean, since it's spoiled, we might as well uh, talk about that scene. So, very and, and matter watching of it, fact. You, you know it's going to happen, too. Watch it. Most people watching it knew the real story. I mean, story. You knew, only because you knew the real story. Yeah, if you knew the real story. But if you didn't, if it, you didn't he was no. at his desk and just got up and went in to talk to yep. him. And then, boom, boom, boom. And shot a couple of people. Shot, like, the mayor yep. and then, like, somebody else. And I think killed they the mayor, killed or. I think he killed people, himself. Yeah, and then he killed himself. Harvey died. He died, and then somebody else died. I think, and then maybe the mayor got better. I'm not sure. Uh, it was horrible, though. It was one of those like, horrible office shootings that you hear well, about. It's probably one of the. And it, it they wasn't just even started out. And it it didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. He just you got, almost didn't even understand why it happened. Yeah. This, he 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 was becoming more skilled as a politician. Almost. No, than he, remember. Oh yeah, that's he true. was getting more power. Yeah. and damn was getting less power. But as you're watching the movie, you almost saw a transformation in Josh Brolin where you, you thought where you yeah. thought he was going to be all right with it. Yep. This guy's changing. He's not yep. going to be a, a homophobe as he was. That's why when it came really out of left field. When, yep. he, when, it came, when it came time, he just went in and it was it was shocking that it happened and it, and it changed it. it almost and it probably like, changed uh, that community forever. Uh, it almost very similar, you know, like I think the, uh, the Emperor in uh, Return of the Jedi, you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than mm-hmm. you can possibly imagine mm-hmm. type of deal. And it just be, it turned milk into almost a martyr after that and uh you can't go through san francisco now without seeing uh, images of him and just spots in the town that were directly affected by everything he did back then in the like was it 60s when this happened yeah Yeah. uh 60s fantastic fantastic true life story i'm a fan of in davis too of any true life stories especially and we're we're living one now that we're gonna see hundreds of these stories being played out in the movies once uh once everything kind of gets back to normal but yeah i don't think you can come out with a real life pandemic movie yeah you're gonna have to wait yet. on that i i had heard something like star trek had a new episode about some uh, a pandemic that they had their shelf or something like that uh uh for the moment till it kind of died down ah, take a chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what happens all right this next one man and this was and as method as sean penn was this next actor we're talking about i mean obviously we're going to the daniel day lewis for these next five movies 
In my opinion, Daniel Day-Lewis is the best actor who's ever lived. I would agree. I mean, if if, if you don't agree, then he's got to be top five for you because he is just next level at his craft. He's next level at transforming himself. There's You cannot look at my left foot and see the same guy from Gangs of New York or the same guy from There Will Be Blood or, or any of his films. He's almost unrecognizable. And I remember everyone's got that same shock when they when they see Daniel Day-Lewis in real life and he speaks because you, you've never even seen that character before. He's very he's like, mousy. He's very he's very timid. He's very kind of. Um, Have you seen that movie? Is him as the seamster? No, that seems like I haven't seen it. I'm I sure really it's want good. to, but I can't it, find it. It's, uh, I'll have to just buy it because I've seen it pop up a couple times. And it's, it's Paul Anderson who is oh, awesome. PT Anderson. Or it's PT Anderson. Anderson. Uh, yeah, not West. Uh, not the PTW Paul Anderson. Anderson. And then there's yeah, there's there's the one who PT did Anderson. there's the one who did uh, Resident Evil that's married to Mila Jovovich, and then there's PT Anderson. Uh, well, P.T. Anderson was with uh, Fiona Apple for a while, so he kind of won for a little bit there. Yeah, uh, she's, she seems a little more bratty. Yeah, she's a little crazy too. But put that uh, hamburger down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we might not have ever seen Daniel Day Lewis's true self in any role he's been in. I mean, he he brings so much other stuff to it. And he started off strong, man, and he's won uh, two Oscars. He's only won two Oscars? Only two, and he could have won all of them. He's probably nominated I think he's been nominated for, for all these movies. Uh, maybe not the, uh, the number seven, but for number six, it was like a guarantee. You, you watch this movie, and you're like, there's no way they're not giving it to him. It, it was like, every once in a while, you'll see a movie where it... Like when Joaquin would it be a tough movie to do nowadays with cultural appropriation? No, I don't. I don't think so because it, as it's, I know a lot of people want to use uh, the real life uh, people who have those afflictions, but it's difficult. But it's difficult when you have cerebral palsy because that's that's the the thing with this. Plus, they weren't trained to be actors. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm not knocking them. If I they remember were, if when they this were, movie they... came out, and I hadn't seen it until recently, and it was one of those movies that I cannot believe I went so long without seeing it because it was absolutely phenomenal. And so what we're dealing with here, it's, it's about the story of Christy Brown. And he they start really early into the movie where uh, his father's at the, uh, at the bar. And uh, he had just found out his infant son has cerebral palsy. So see, he had it since birth, obviously. And uh, he's drinking. And that, that some of the other patrons are giving him shit. They're like, I guess you got to put him in a home. He says, I'll put him in a casket before I put him in a home. And uh, they, they have just learned... Very interesting relationship. The father was a very interesting character. At times you thought, oh, is this guy going to be an asshole? And then there's great moments where he's like, he's a really good dad. And then he's a really bad dad. And he, like, like most dads, probably. <laughs> probably most dads. <laughs> but he, he wasn't a complete asshole as you thought he was going to be when the movie started. He had his moments. He got really pissed at his daughter when she got pregnant and called her a whore and everything. And that was probably the, the hardest thing. But there was some really great tender moments that he had with uh, Christy. And... The kid that played him was great too. At the very beginning, it was told kind of linear. Actually, it wasn't because he it was kind of split. Because at the very beginning of the movie, he's about to give a uh, a discussion at a, uh, a huge group about a book that he had written and everything. And they got somebody in the other room uh, watching him while they're reading the book, and he's in the room and everything. And we're jumping back to his life story when he was younger. So we see him as a kid for a good 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and you get to see him uh, right for the first time. Someone puts a piece of chalk in his in his foot. He can only move his left foot. That's where the kind of the story comes with. And they put a piece of chalk in it. Uh, his mother's brilliantly played, and she was nominated for an Oscar for this too. Brilliantly played by the same uh, Brenda Fichter, who was uh, the mom from uh, So I Married an Axe Murder. 
Oh, yeah. Mom, you don't get the news from the Weekly World News. No, that's that's the real news. You're right sexy. You're right sexy bastard, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, I think so. (laughs) She was so funny in that. Well, she was great. She was an awesome mom in this movie. And uh, he he puts the chalk in it between his toes. And they were like, what is he doing? I said, and he writes out the word mother. And then uh, his dad gets so happy that he picks him up. He's like, he is a brown. And he puts him on his his shoulders and brings him into a bar. And he says, give me a drink for me and my genius. Son, <laughs> he's like he's like twelve years yeah. old. I have to. And, I've seen this movie, uh, but it's, it's been a while. It's so good, man. And his mom's saving up money for the wheelchair for him. A lot of it is how he's dealing with uh, with his personal life with his family or with girls. You know, he, he's drawing. That's where it really kind of takes off. They realize he's an incredible artist and he's doing some artwork with his foot. And uh, so he's drawing pictures of this girl in town, and he gives a tour, and she's like, "I can't be with you," and everything kind of breaks his heart. So he has one thing after another. Sounds like Forrest and, Gump. And then he he <laughs> ends up getting uh, he gets a call from the um, the only thing I know her from is she plays the asshole aunt from uh, the Harry Potter movies. You know, the one that Harry lives with that he Harry lives under the mm. stairs. He's got like the wicked stepmother almost. It's the sister of his uh, yeah, of his mother, and she plays this complete bitch. Well, in this movie, she's hilarious and she's really good. She owns this uh, this kind of facility where they treat cerebral palsy people, and they they talk him into going there, and then he goes there. And it, it's Daniel Day-Lewis, and he's probably 30, and he's a room with, like, 8-year-olds. And he's like, I want to go home. I need to go home. And then she shows up at the house, like, the next day, and he, he's like, I'm not going back. It's filled with fucking children. And uh, and he's not speaking really well, but you can hear it. I watched it subtitled, and it's probably a good idea because they're subtitling words that he's saying that you would never in a million years know that he was saying. So it's a really good movie to watch subtitled. Uh, one of my favorite scenes. Carry me my wheels. Yeah, it was, it's like a pikey. Uh, and uh, she's like, uh, he's like, fuck you, I'm not, uh, uh, he's trying to say, fuck you, I'm not going back. And the uh, the therapist is like, if you come, it, he says, if you continue to work with me, I'll teach you how to say fuck with more clarity than you are. And he, he thinks it's really funny. She's, she's very clever, and he ends up falling in love with her. And there's a great scene where he's uh, he tells her he loves her at a dinner when they're out at a restaurant with a bunch of people after one of his art shows and everything. And he's, he realizes he made her uncomfortable. So right after he says he loves her, he looks at the other people at the table and he says, I love everyone here. I love you and I love you. And she's like, that's good because I'm getting married to so-and-so right here four months later and he loses it. He orders keeps ordering whiskeys and everything and he's making a horrible scenes where he he grabs the uh they're pulling him out that's of the usually, table I'm, they're removing him from it's usually when I've, I've already left yeah 10 minutes so like they're trying to pull him out away from the table and he grabs the uh the tablecloth with his mouth and it just pulls all the dishes off and it's like he this probably whole, had a blast making uh, that scene <laughs> there's a great scene one of my favorite scenes because you didn't really and it was told in the movie when he was doing his little kid stuff mm-hmm. so you hadn't hear him really speak you didn't realize how kind of uh how well his mind worked and how well he could uh, he, he, he was with it uh, yet until he was an adult but they jump forward to that scene where he's at the art show and he's an adult and he's got a full beard and he's just waiting for there and he's like uh, he asked the woman he's like he's like can you get me a drink and the, the woman's like you know I'm, I'm watching you but I'm not your mother and he, and he turns to her and he says I just want a drink I don't need a fucking psychology lesson <laughs> it was a great scene uh, and she finally gets him the drink and he drinks it. Uh, it it's it's encouraging it's uh, it's an amazing performance man and like I said this was the one I started off by saying that the crew was not happy with him when they said cut he still had cerebral palsy he had people feeding him on the set 
uh, he had somebody come in and they would have to feed him on the set and wheel him around and carry him uh, around even when it was set. And they have to wipe his ass because if they did that, then I'm not, that's I'm not working. I don't Paramount know. They didn't go. Mark. They didn't go into that. <laughs> I didn't go into that. Maybe they had somebody bring him into the bathroom. And then at that point, he could do it himself. But he did not break character. And the crew, the camera operators, I don't think he can use your left foot. They <laughs> were pissed, man. 1989. They didn't understand the genius yeah. that they were dealing with. If they did. They would have given him. It's it's similar to that like uh, Francis Ford Coppola story where he was in. He was doing Plus, The Godfather and he was in the bathroom and he's hearing people talk shit about him because they thought he was so, doing such a bad job. You know, if you were more supportive on the set with these people at the time, you probably would have made their life easier. Who, what was that? Sorry. That he was on the set of uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola was on the set of The Godfather. Oh. He's in the bathroom with his feet up in the stall. And they were talking, and they were talking smack about it. The actors like, were, or the f- producers, the, were. the crew and the uh, thing. And he said, "This guy didn't know what the fuck he's doing. They got to fire this he guy." He hated that oh, God, experience. He, he he didn't like the experience at all. So he had some bad. He had some bad. Some of those things though that kind of elevate you to that next level. I mean, after you, you can take it, it internally and make yourself feel bad, or you can use it as. As it's ammunition it's, to true. show everybody wrong. It's true, but uh, as I a director do. myself, it, I, I I would rather have the support. <laughs> I would rather have the support. Obviously, I yeah. think everybody would. Yeah. But if you start talking shit about me, if I believe in myself, yeah. I'm gonna work yeah. hard I'll be like, to I'll prove you wrong, wrong and be like, "Say, so here's my Oscar, motherfucker. Yeah. Sit on it." Like, <laughs> I mean, I can point. I can point to the time we decided not to put images on those screens. And remember the lighting girl? I won't name yeah. her, but she was like, "You are gonna ruin this movie oh, yeah, yeah. if you do that." And like, you sorry. were like, I know it'll come together. And yep. she's like, All right, well, you just ruined the movie. But there was, yeah, there were, there was <laughs> assistants that were giving me shit about that. That's not going to cut together. Trust me, I know it's going to cut together. I know what I'm going to cut next to it and after it, yeah. and everything. So you're just going to have to that's, trust me. They don't. They and, didn't have the luxury of being an editor and yeah, a director. Well, that's is, the thing. But yeah, my left foot, man. Uh, you won't be disappointed. It's an amazing movie. All right, this next one, Last of the Mohicans, 1992, man. Uh, this was great. Michael Mann, uh, one of the few Michael Manns where he didn't work in some really weird kind of rock song in the middle of it. I was going to say, he, there was no like <laughs> keyboard music. And, or like uh, Anagata DeVita, like yeah. in Manhunter, or that song in Collateral where they're like chasing. They, they played like a Chris Cornell song during yeah. a chase scene. And you're like, what the fuck are they playing this song? I used to, uh, they did it in Miami Vice too. A lot of Michael Mann, I love Michael Mann, but he, every once in a while in, in a movie, he'll put one scene in. You're like, really? Well, didn't he... To die and live and die in LA is that him? Living no, that was Fichtner. Uh, that was William Fichtner. Was it? I'm pretty sure that was William Fichtner, the Exorcist guy. Because he did. They had Maybe that. I'm wrong. They Maybe had I'm that wrong. one band. Oh, that was Tangerine Dream. Tangerine yeah. yeah. Dream. Yeah. Uh, let and me it look was it up. So right. weird that they would just did the whole soundtrack. Yeah. Is that ice cream truck? Maybe. <laughs> uh, live and die in LA. Let me see. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the, well, the Living Die Daily? No, uh, <laughs> Last of Mohicans, man. So we got the great Daniel Day Lewis, obviously. Yep. It's uh, uh, Madeline yeah, Stowe. It, it is William Freakin. Uh, Michael okay. Mann is Heat. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which the the soundtrack for Heat was great. Oh, great soundtrack. So he doesn't do it in every movie. I, I've seen it. I've noticed it several times where I've. If it takes me out of the movie and I'm like, why would they put the song here? And, and it happens several times. Yeah. And, and, it was always a Michael Mann film. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? It better here? be a Rocky movie if it's. Yeah, <laughs> hey, if it's Eye of the Tiger, I can deal with it. Not if it's one of these crazy songs. But Last of the Mohicans was great, man. And great it was war a, movie, man. It was a great and war movie. One of those was, things where you almost never hear about the lead up to the Revolutionary War yeah. also, and the Indians involvement. And it was Indians against Indians. And French and British mixed in. Yeah. Because it was one group of Indians aligned themselves with the French, the yeah. one, and then. 
The other ones who liked the settlers yeah. aligned themselves with the British. Yeah, what was uh, uh, West Studi thinking? Speaking of heat, West Studi played the main uh, Native American on the uh, the opposing side. Yeah, he like, was great. The the one that was trying to kill the uh, yeah. kill everyone. They just wanted uh, <laughs> they just wanted their land he's preserved. Like, obviously, he's like, I will I, I will cut him, but leave him alive long enough. For him to see me kill their children, and oh yeah, so that he, he knows his seed is no longer carried on. Yeah, it was, was it like, was serious, man. Mag- he Magua, was really Magua, after It uh, was what he called himself, the Mohawk. Yeah, yeah, Mohawk. The, the Mohawk. Yeah, he, yeah, well, he kept referring to himself in third person. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he was Magua, good at it we'll too, drink man. the blood. <laughs> <laughs> so the scalpings, crazy weapons. Indian warfare was just it, it was it was brutal, man. Blitzkrieg, brutal. like fast attacks with sharp objects and yeah. and just complete annihilation and desecration of the bodies. There's a lot of great books out there. I, I, I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot, I mentioned in the pod a bunch of times, but I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts and he went on a, uh, he went on a run of listening to like uh, four or five major books on the Native American lifestyle. He says, you would not fucking believe it. He says, they're hard to get through because they are brutal. Brutal, brutal, well, brutal. think about. And how you had to live and survive I mean, back then, about, you know? Warfare with the British. Remember, they would line up in rows, yep, and they'd wait for commands, and they'd stand and fire. Stupid. And and while these Indians are in trees and flying around, and a lot of them had guns. Yeah, I mean, they had guns they were... too. Guns were here. French traded. Yep. The French came here and traded. That's why they aligned with some of the Indians. The Indians spoke French. Yeah, the bad ones yeah, spoke yeah, yeah. French. Yep. And it's because they were trappers. The yep. French were trappers, and, and they wanted to yeah, they, do trading. They traded with them, and they, a lot they trade for pelts. They yep. trade for guns, and similar a lot. Like the, the revenant. The revenant yep. was a sort of a, a glimpse into this the, time the trade period. System, yep. In this time period, really. But this movie no, really after, started where uh, Daniel Day Lewis and his crew kind of stopped Madeline Stowe and a couple of her friends uh, from being murdered. You know, they they save their life basically, and three of them out of like thirty. Out of like thirty, yeah. <coughs> he did what they could, but Ugh. and then he tried to kill West Studi, and West and he, he took a shot at him, and West Studi just disappeared in like yep. the smoke, and you so, knew you're gonna see him. So again. now you knew there was two, because I don't think he. Yeah, I mean he hated. They but hated. Then each other. they brought they brought uh, Daniel Day Lewis and back. Was it to the British? Camp or the French camp? They brought British back camp. Too. The British camp, and, which was being attacked at the time by yeah. the French, and they were trying to trying to explain what was going on with them, and then they uh, they didn't want to believe anything West Duty had to uh, say. And obviously, this was a uh, I'm not sure who did uh, who did the book back in the day. Was it Fenimore, Fenimore Cooper? Cooper? Was it Fenimore Cooper? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I always confuse the Dragon Slayer or mm. Deer Slayer with uh, Last of the Mohicans. No, I think this is Fenimore Cooper because uh, yeah, I've because read excerpts. It's a funny thing when we Christian school was really good in in literature. Ed, our education was great, but they never made us read the whole books. They only yeah, they had chap, yeah. chapters and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it, the, that was the case in high school too, where I had to I had to read a lot of the classics right when I got out of high school because I was kind of pissed that they didn't have us read the whole things, and I was glad I went and did that. And Last Mohicans was one of them. That's probably the last time I read it. Uh, but I always enjoyed the movie. I love the fact that you know he saved this woman and he ended up falling in love with this woman. Uh, to the point where he would do friggin' anything uh, for, her, and it was exciting. There was a lot of battle scenes in this movie. Was there any particular scene that you uh, that you really liked more than anything else in this movie? I mean, the scene when they got ambushed and Magua took the girls yeah. to the camp, mm-hmm. and he went in. This is towards right at the end. Yeah. So they went to the wise old man and said, you know, he's like, we want you to, we want to sacrifice them all. Yeah. 
and what the old man said was crazy. They let Daniel Day-Lewis go. They were going to let the British guy go. They were going to let the British guy go. They told Magua he could have the young girl for himself, yeah. and then they were going to burn Madeline Stowe at the yeah. stake <laughs> in tribute. And, yeah. you, and it all in like two seconds. So as soon as he made his proclamation, they started. The yeah. Magua took the little the girl and started walking away. And everybody's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Oh, well, the British soldier. I mean, he was an asshole through oh. this whole thing. But then he he ended up giving his life to save her. It was crazy. Yeah. He was like, "Don't take her. Take me." I'm not that brave. And uh, that was a brutal scene where he he at got least, shown mercy. Well, by, at uh, least Daniel day to day, Lewis ended because <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you please, set me on please. fire. Shoot me, someone shoot me. Someone shoot me, please. Because I saw that in a Dupree film production. Yeah. Show me. <laughs> when you're when you're burning with acid. Yeah, man. I was like, don't shoot me. Pour some like uh, what was it? Cornstarch yeah, on me or something, yeah. or baking soda. <laughs> pour some baking soda on me. I'm good. I look like Freddy Krueger. It's like an electrical fire. It's fine. I'll get some claws and I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last Mohicans was exciting. Man, it was epic. Epic. Was epic. epic. Man, it was I a mean, lot shorter than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I thought you going into it, you it think was this is going to be a three-hour movie. Um, it was an hour fifty. Yep, and all shot in uh, North Carolina, in beautiful, the woods in North Carolina. Beautiful. Yeah, like deep, dense, dense woods. Like lots of rock cliffs. Yeah. And it was really cool. Really beautiful, man. It was, it was when that you, epic when you think siege epic. On, the, on the British compound yeah. with the cannons and yep. the big four. They had to have spent millions of dollars to build yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, this is 80, 92, so yeah, this was in a lot of the, uh, I think, Glory. It was probably Glory big, was around the big, same time. Big budget so. movie for back then. Absolutely. But it was a very popular a lot of those war movies that you didn't see a lot of the war movies done. I, I think Glory might have been around the same time, like 92, and also very, very epic. Uh, but we're going to jump ahead 10 years here, man, to another unrecognizable role. Because going into it, we were going to go into it because it was a Scorsese film. We were going into it because it was a Leo film. And we heard Daniel Day-Lewis is the, is the bad guy, but... I mean, going up to it, we've got My Left Foot, Last of the Mohicans. Uh, some of the a, If we, you did a top ten villains, oh, would this guy be on it? Top ten, without a doubt. Top Movie five. Movie villains? Top five, I think. I think if we went back to our villains pod, one of us picked him for sure. Uh, but if you look like what we had to go by with Daniel Day-Lewis, because even the ones we left off the list, like The Bounty or In the Name of the Father... Uh, th- there was nothing preparing us for how much of a villain Daniel Day-Lewis was going to be in this movie. He was insanely scary. That well, he anytime he was on scene, too. Anytime he was on scene, though, yeah. you didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. Yep. He was a definition of a loose cannon. And he had that fake, like, eagle eye, mm-hmm. that glass eye in his head. And uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen Gangs in New York, it's basically, what was it the turn right? of the century? T- Scorsese, was it like 1800s, almost going to be 1900s? No, it was literally the troops were coming home from the Civil War. Civil War, so, okay, so it was around so it was 65, not, 18, 1865, 66. 6, 65, or it could have been like 64, yeah. but it was towards the end because the, the soldiers was, coming back and then there were riots in the streets. Yeah, but then there was a boom of immigrants coming in. Well, I, even before that, remember yeah. the, well, that scene from Glory, they'd get off the boat and they hand him a rifle yep. and said, I came all the way here. Yep. And they joined the Irish Brigade. Yep. And they came all the way. They're like, I came all the way from one country to come fight in another country. Yeah. Like, they oh. hadn't even established themselves. Oh. And they got shipped off to fight in the Civil War of a country they just got yeah. to. But, but, yeah. the uh, And this was right around the period in New York when I think was the most chaotic was the Tammany Hall. Yeah. What was known as probably one of the most corrupt governments to ever mm-hmm. exist in the United States was the New York. And it was good seeing it from the point of view because in the heart of this movie it was a revenge story, but it was also a very great history lesson. Yeah, about during the, the boroughs of New York, about and how New York different uh, gangs got started and uh, how every point in New York, all the five points, had a different gang 
form. At the very beginning of the movie, we saw like them fighting each other, and uh, we saw um, Liam Neeson, who was uh, Leonardo's father, get about murdered. epic that epic battle in the snow. Oh was, yeah, was just a chaotic scene for directing. I imagine. Oh yeah, man, I couldn't it's imagine two hundred, three hundred people. That many extras. This, snow. This- Machines going off. Oh, like God. God had to have been a nightmare. So you so, never leave the kid alive. Yeah. You're gonna kill the kid's dad and the yeah. kids there. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, Leo grew up and he came into town for one purpose only, and it was to, to take kill. out Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Not realizing how much stronger or insane he got, and the crew that he had around him. So we're following Leo, who had his own little crew himself. Stephen Graham, who pl- who went later on to play yeah. Al Capone in the uh, uh, Band of Brothers. He was also one that, of my uh, favorite lines in the whole movie is when he finally comes back and he goes down into the tunnel to get the knife that he had buried, mm-hmm. the one that he took from his dad. Yeah, and uh, the, the the other two gang members from the kids' gang yeah. show up. Elliot was one of them. Yeah, and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I don't want any trouble. I don't want to fight." And so they said, "Give us." everything you got and he's like i don't want to fight he's like give us everything they got and they go to like take it from him and leo whoops their ass yeah and he's like i told you i didn't want to fight and the one kid was like why look how did you do good you yeah. did <laughs> that is a great line <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> yeah there was some good stuff and then uh cameron diaz stuff yep. her and, character was super cool yeah and but, she just had the unlikelihood of being connected really close to bill the butcher but uh watching the scenes where bill is just like butchering animals like just cleaning them you know at his uh, butcher shop while he's talking to people and intimidating people and him intimidating as hell man yeah i could just imagine him if he's not breaking character in all these other movies he's certainly not going to do it in gangs of New john york. c had a and great role john c had a great role the so guy brandon from Gleason the brandon Gleason had a great, great role. role oh man that scene where they killed him Ugh. where daniel day lewis just took his own club took brandon Gleason's club while he was getting his which haircut. had like 20 notches in it from yeah, all the people he, had, he killed he had been around for a while and he was getting Murder his haircut wasn't frowned upon him much and he just came outside and daniel day lewis just just broke his head apart with his own club in front of everybody no one's gonna do anything i mean it's bill yeah. the butcher it's like what are you gonna go to the cops he owns the cops yeah he's he's one of those guys that you oh, realize my that other favorite somebody's line gonna from have that, to get taken out. my other favorite line from oh, that yeah. movie all appearance of the law yeah. must be upheld especially while it's being broken yeah. <laughs> that guy the guy from moulin rouge man he's yeah. awesome man he's great he was so great oh. in that movie it was it was an awesome movie and it was it was just the length you wanted to be a three-hour movie uh, this is the movie that you hope is three hours too you know because there's just so much to get across in this and movie they, they reprise that epic fight scene from the beginning yep. and the end and then the, they were like the troops were called in because it was an unrest yeah and it was just a chaotic end to the scene. And my, my favorite scene of the whole movie is when they when they finally realize who Leo is, and he's he puts he him come, on that table, and they do that great shot oh, of the cleaver yeah. in the air, Up. and he throws it in the air, and it comes down right to him, and he's just like you get realize he's he's gonna kill this kid, man, and it's. You don't want to be discovered. It's like that uh, undercover cop being discovered oh, yeah, at the wrong time, and just they're gonna have fun with you, man, and uh, you don't want to be intimidated by Bill the Butcher. All right, this next movie. He took, took the kept the intensity. God, man, this was an, this was one of the best movies ever made in my opinion. I know it's one of your favorite movies. One it's of my it's definitely on my top twenty five favorite movies uh, of all time. I saw it in the theater while we were making movies while we were making Project Threshold. I went out with a bunch of the actors. I fell asleep probably six times during it. I was fucking exhausted, but I really wanted to see it because it was one of those movies everyone. It's a tough like, movie to fall asleep. You got to see it, man. And. Uh, I mean, I was just tired. And this was the great P.T. Anderson in 2007's There Will Be Blood. There, uh, might, there might be blood. I used to call it. There, there, could, there might be. be. <laughs> there could be. 
<laughs> the sequel, there could be blood. There's definitely blood. There is definitely blood. <laughs> and almost everybody did a breakout performance. The Awesome, man. Uh, what's his name? Pa, uh, D- uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Unbelievable. You still haven't the seen the... Song? Have you still not seen the Beach Boys one yet? Not yet. Oh. I, I, didn't get, I forget the name. What was the name? Do you know the name? Happy... I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up uh, because I, I love him and John I, Cusack is great. Yeah, I, I love Paul Dano too, and the idea that Paul Dano is going to play the Riddler in movies is just brilliant. One of the most. Uh, every once in a while, you'll hear a casting, and you're like, "Holy fucking crap!" Uh, the guy from Back to the Future would have done a good Riddler too. Crispin, that's interesting. Yeah, Crispin's a little old for it now, but uh, yeah, he would have been if they did it back in the day. He's hard to control, though. I mean, he, he gets something in his head, which might be good for the Riddler. Maybe. But Paul Dano, you know, he's going to take it next level. That's the one character from Gotham that yeah. I really liked. The yeah. guy that played the Riddler in Gotham. Yeah, he was, crazy. he was good. Yeah, he was really good. But there will be blood, and in, in, I'm an oil man, you know? And That uh, speech he gives. That speech for this son. This be, is my son. Yeah. And uh, There's going to be bread on every table. Yeah. People, not everyone knows. We're going to build schools. Everyone knows where the oil is, but not everyone can get it out of the, uh, the ground. He says, and, and they're not going to benefit you like I am. He just goes from town to town and basically. basically a huckster stealing people's oil rights and yeah. giving them pennies on pennies the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. And he, he's. He's just—he's not a good person, man. He's, he's no. not a good person at all. But, he's, but he has flashes of normalcy. Of normalcy, yeah, for sure. And but then he's got flashes of—he's not a good dad. Yeah. He's not a good. Uh, well, his kid loses his hearing and basically just sort of disowns like, his yep, kid. He's like, "You're no use to me anymore." Yeah. Uh, and then the crazy part of this movie is when uh, there, there was two crazy things. One, when he he goes to that family's. Like ranch where yeah. Paul Dano is. Yeah, with Paul Dano, the brother. Yeah, and then you him. have the feeling that the dad's raping the the young girls, mm-hmm. and yeah. he like confronts them. I've seen really the really uncomfortable scene, man. I need to rewatch but, uh, this movie, man. When, the, uh, when he went to the church service was probably one of the greatest oh, scenes because scene. it we was have almost a like here. you. He was doing it to just to placate yeah. Dano, but you could tell he was yeah. he was already he plotting was his, his revenge on Dano before it even because happened. he had rolled into towns and it was easy for a while. And then he rolled into a town where Paul Dano basically controlled the town. You know, it was a very religious town, and you needed to be kind of if you had Paul Dano's kind of approval, yeah. then you could get the congregation's approval. So he knew he had to play nice with him, yep. and he knew he wasn't a good person, but he was just yeah, I'll, I'll go in. Here and I'll I'll play that I'm a sinner kind of role for you and everything. But, he, but he really, Dano took advantage of him. It was kind yeah. of humiliating him in front of it. Oh yeah, and he got his revenge on oh. that for sure. He drank his milkshake. I drank uh, your milkshake. The the scene where uh, what's his name from Lord of Illusions in the Mummy movie came One back showed up uh, to showed pretend up to be his, he was brother. his brother. Man, Oof. oh God, man, that's a that's a, such a great scene, man. It, it's such oh, a and they were swimming epic, together. Epic movie, man, where you're watching just his. It's slow. It's a very slow. The music movie. is crazy. Crazy when it, the uh, almost when the oral. Ducks caught on fire. One yeah. of the best scenes in the entire movie. But with that music that they pumped out during, very I have the grating, soundtrack for this. Very, you can't. This is not relaxing music. No, I have the soundtrack just because I, I found it for free someplace. But, I think way back in the day. But I mean, when are you going to play that? Yeah, movie? but <laughs> here's the play that. Here's the thing. When they were showing him and his brother just riding across the range, yeah. they were playing this crazy music. Yeah. And you're like, why is he doing that music right now? But it seemed to work. Yeah, but it's it very similar to Ravenous. Yep. Ravenous had that song that was just weird. You were like, it's this different timing. Like normal one, two, three, four, yeah. one. It, it's but this unsettling. Is like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. It's good like, if you're oh, trying oh. to invoke some sort of emotion. Of course. Ravenous, it was like a tenseness. Grating. They were just trying to get you tense. But I used to play just the scene in There Will Be 
will be blood when the when the oil duct caught on fire because uh, the explosion happened. That's what lost his son's hearing. Mm-hmm. So he grabbed his son. He went up there and they playing that music while he rushes his son back. But then remember how they suck the audio into a bubble? Yeah, to almost mirror what the kid. That lost his hearing Absolutely. Would, would hear and and then that, oh the guy I forgot about the guy that was in it his right hand man yeah. was uh, was, was um, the guy Kevin J O'Connor was the guy from Lord of Illusions it just hit me no the, yeah the it, other guy he? but yeah. the guy I'm thinking of is the guy from uh, not Zodiac the guy from uh, Munich the the which guy heavy set guy. Oh, Killian. Killian, yeah. Killian was his right Killian Murphy, but uh, no. Killian, uh, damn, I can't remember his name. He's the guy who played Julius Caesar. Yeah, in but you know yeah, He's really about, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was the guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just that scene, man, I love once that started burning and he realized, I mean, he had like a shift, you know? He, he for a while, for a brief period there, he forgot his son is in the other, is like a building over, like, possibly dying certainly deaf uh, i mean he didn't realize that he wasn't going to get his hearing back for sure but remember he was just that scene where he's staring at the flames and there it's such an amazing amazing cinematography uh uh, accomplishment that movie especially that scene in particular uh it's a hard it, it, it's a difficult movie for a lot of people to get through because it's so slow but if you if that's not a hindrance to you this is one of the best man it's one of the best uh 2007 Great is the all oh god man especially in this he, he went next level i mean yeah. daniel day lewis went next level i'm not sure if he won the oscar for this because i know he definitely won for my left foot let me pull up daniel day lewis while we talk about this next one and see if he won all the oscars yeah i mean he deserves all the oscars i'm not sure if he won all the oscars but uh why don't you tell us a little uh this last one here 2012s i haven't seen this since the theater and i loved it and i should very i Great, think I unbelievable it. cast i can't oh, even God. begin to say i um, Sally Field as Mary, uh, Mary Todd. We mentioned Lincoln. Yeah, this is Lincoln. Lincoln. He plays Daniel Day-Lewis. Plays Lincoln. I, I mean, we we know a lot about Lincoln. Yeah, how genial he was, but also how like how cerebral he was and trying to craft messages and convey. And this was an interesting point because this was the end of his kind of. He was like a tired, kind of weathered, yeah. uh, and. So I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you heard the 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 North. Although we had the money and we had the strength, we sort of bumbled the Civil War. Yeah, we our generals were way too conservative. Like they were just okay. We're going to move in and then we're going to scout and then we're going to send parties out. Whereas the South, they just marched in and were winning most of the yeah. war. So people were like, "How long are we going to go on?" They're not. They're not giving up. Yeah. Like. And so he had a lot of pressure to not make slavery an, an issue yeah. for terms of surrender. So basically what this whole movie was about, and it's been a while since I've seen it. I think the big point that came out uh, off of it for me before you go on uh, is I remember leaving it being like, holy shit, the Republicans were the ones against slavery and the yeah. Democrats were for it. That was like the big like, <laughs> thing point I never that realized. Out. They'll point that yeah, out they now. They point it out now. But yeah. it's like, yeah, you guys have come a long way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. So, basically, and this was, uh, um, what's his name, uh, the fugitive? Oh, Tommy, Tommy Jones. Jones. Yeah, really great. Was awesome. Yeah, he was so good in this. And basically, they were trying to pass a resolution to end the war. Yeah. Because I think, doesn't this movie, I'm not, not spoiler, he gets shot at the end. Did they but actually show his death I, at the end? I, I can't I, remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. 
Huh. I think I think they might have shown him sitting in the theater seat. Yeah. And then cutting it. Okay. Like they right then. Have. Yeah. Like him, I definitely have because to because the war it. wasn't over very yeah. long when he died. I don't I don't know what the timeline was. I know we saw the decline in and uh, uh, Mary Lincoln's kind of sanity in this movie. I mean, her it was she, she was, was that way the whole time. Yeah, she was. Kind she's. Of crazy. I mean, which nowadays she would have been on yeah, she got, Zoloft and she yeah, would have been fine. She would have got mood stabilizers and she would have been fine. Yeah, but, uh, back then back they then, didn't have that nope. stuff. <laughs> I, before we go further, I wanted to mention he has won three Oscars. Yeah. Uh, he's, he What's won, the most? He won the Oscar for Who's Milo. Who's got the most? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, it's got to be three or four. Uh, I'll look that up. So we've got Daniel Day-Lewis uh, won the Oscar for Best Actor for My Left Foot. He was nominated for uh, Best Actor for In the Name of the Father. He was nominated for Gangs of New York, but then he won his second Oscar with There Will Be Blood, and his third was Lincoln, and then he got nominated for Phantom Thread. Uh, so he won the, for this role of Lincoln. And very similar with his method acting kind of skills, and at this point, I still think people on the crew were giving him shit for this, which is so weird. At this point, at this point, it was weird. Out <laughs> he wanted to be referred with. to as Mr. President on the set. Such an easy thing to do. Catherine Hepburn has four. She's got okay. the most. Um, so he's Ingrid Bergman, Walter Brennan, Daniel Day Lewis, Jack Nicholson, Meryl Streep all, all have three. three. Yep, throws three's the big <laughs> Walter one, man. Brennan. Walter Brennan. Give me a naked you, picture you got of naked Walter, Walter Brennan. Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> he looks good to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Walter Brennan impression. The crotchety old man from Vietnam impression too. Of all things that you would, I, w- I can imagine the people that were pissed that he wanted to be called Mr. President. I, I would imagine the people on my left foot said, "I used to fucking carry him around on the goddamn set. Yeah, you oh, called that motherfucker Mr. Lincoln, Mr. President." Yeah. <laughs> I wiped his ass. Although, if you had to be around somebody on set that was in character, being around Abraham Lincoln probably would have been okay. God, he looked just fucking like him, too. They did a and great we weren't job. Sure, I remember when we they showed heard, a picture, released and, a picture. And it goes to a lot of the things with Daniel Lewis that no one knew what his real voice sounded like. And then when we heard him talk for Lincoln, we were like, wow, I didn't think he was going to sound that way. Do you remember when you heard him speak as Lincoln? Yeah. You were like, that's what he's going to sound like? And then people were like, well, that's kind of what he sounded like. Uh-huh. And they must have done the research and everything because you Well, you they, thought, knew he were, they knew where he grew up, and you yeah. sort of have a dialect from that region. For sure. And I'm sure and it doesn't change too much. The, the problem is, is we... We heard him coming off There Will Be Blood. And in Will Be yeah. Blood, he used that grisly kind of deep, deep voice. Yep. And then it went back to his very... He's but got his kind demeanor of a was so perfect in this movie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like he was such a really laid back... He was laid back, but it but was also... But he was also, also pent... Like things weighed heavy on him. Yeah, you could tell that he dep- was just... Depressed, probably depression... Like you could tell that wanted the, to the do age the right had thing. gotten to him, you know, and he's just, he had been through so much. You, you hear about that with presidents. You, 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 one of the great ones is you see Obama when he got in, and you see Obama when he got out, and he's got that gray, oh, gray hair. hair. And, I, I mean, he just stopped dying it, basically, is what it was. But he looked like the, his presidency weathered on him. Uh, it, it doesn't. Trump's the same person throughout. Yeah, he, he doesn't. <laughs> he's like the cockroach that won't fucking die. <laughs> so he'll, he'll be just as fucking orange and ornery uh, when he gets out. So uh, hopefully he goes to jail. Yeah, I mean, we can hope. But yeah, this was phenomenal. It was a great history story. Yeah, it, it, and it, it's funny people are like, Congress is just crazy now. Yeah, 
Go back and look yeah. what Congress oh, is like. They've been Congress has forever. been crazy forever. Yep, and they've always had people agendas that, and and unbackhead deals and, uh, and underground and schemes and and, uh, and yeah, it's just super PACs that they have to kind of. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's what's ridiculous. really messed up with government right now is there's too many people that are trying to uh, appease other groups and other things, and it's keeping things from getting done. And it's it's always keeping things. The from one getting thing done. that bothers me is you. F- Flash that they showed a, a list of the net worth of all the senators and yeah. congressmen. They're all millionaires. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, to have, for us, what are they going to know about what our lives are like? Oh, yeah. There's Some of big, them may have had our lives in the past, yeah. but they don't remember it. I mean, and, and it's very, like, in the in the forefront right now is this whole stimulus packet. And the Democrats, they, they were like, oh, they won't budge. The Democrats came in with $3.4 trillion and they brought it down to $2 trillion and the Republicans still aren't happy with it because they want to give a lot of their uh, their kind of base. Businesses. Businesses money. And, and money and everything. That's not who you should be dealing with right now, man. And you're going to see it in the elections that that, that is not the, the, way, to, it's not the way to go. It's not the way to go. But even though this is a political movie, I, the, so these old gonna... These old white dudes who have There's the, no more, like, there's very few, like, Crusaders in politics that say this is the right thing to do, so we should do it. Yeah. Well, there's and Bernie, Bernie Sanders <laughs> is probably as close as you can get. And I'll, to he be got, honest with he's you, he's got screwed by the Democratic Party. I twice. like Bernie Sanders, but some of his uh, some of his ideologies obviously, are not obviously. possible. It's like obviously, it's a but, great sentiment. Yeah, I mean, but he's gotten screwed twice listen, by the Democratic Party, and he ain't doing it again. You give everybody a living wage. Yep. Just give them the money. That's the Andrew they're going to spend man. it. Andrew Yang, man, is probably give everybody a living the, wage. And, and, and I'm not mean like you can stay home and live on yeah, yeah, high yeah, in the hog. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about I can feed myself. Yep. I have a roof over my head. $1,000 a month. I can go. Uh, give me free health care. You're not living Don't off $1,000 a month. My wife and I have $270,000 in student debt. Yeah, it's insane. quarter of a million yeah. dollars. Two and a half times more than we paid for our house. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you might not ever pay it off. But I'm on income-based repayment. I'm paying $38 a month, and my $38 doesn't even pay a quarter of the interest for that month. Yeah, see, so you're, you're the person that should be should be really rooting for Andrew Yang and uh, Elizabeth Warren. and Forgive that student. Imagine if they do, oh, if, they, if at one point they do it, and imagine the people that have went to and paid oh, it all. Oh, my <laughs> wife. She's working on a 10-year program. Yeah, if my, she stays in... My wife. She can she's have very, it her... My wife has had like 40000 I think she's got it down to twenty. So she's If they paying. erased her student debt... Oh, it, it, if, if they erased my student debt a month before hers was paid off, I have ten grand and it's a, it's a bitch. I can imagine what it would be to have two hundred grand or something. I have like hundred and ten myself. It's hundred. I have a great education. Yeah, you but, it, but you got to pay for it. That, that's what they need to do. They either need to make uh, either a living wage or universal well, health care or, or this is the political pot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just give us one of the three: living wage, universal health care, or, or free schooling. What one of those three would make a major difference? Free health. Healthcare would help us a lot. Yeah, it would hurt big pharma. Obviously, it would hurt hospitals that are trying to make that it will hurt. But they let them go do something else. There's plenty other ways to exploit Americans and make tons of money. Yeah, Trump's the one who says it is what it is. There you go. It is what it is. (laughs) We're not Trump supporters. I want my twelve hundred dollars. God damn it! (laughs) If you didn't realize it, we're not big Trump supporters. Yeah. Well. I would imagine we're playing to the uh, the odds that most people listen to us are not. Uh, if you're fascinated huge. with films, you, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you tuned not. out a while ago. If you're yeah. not, uh, uh, and it's not like we have a uh, 
are, are constantly shouting political views and everything. But I well, mean, we're living we're living through we're it right this now. This is Lincoln too, the movie. It's true. About, so <laughs> we can, we, and I, I'm telling you, we we listen to these pods 20 years from now. We've been like, oh my god, remember what was going on when we were doing that shit? It's it's really a time capsule for for what's happening. So it's it's an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting yeah, three it's, months. It's, I'm glad I'm, my life is half over, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with well, you. Well, I'm glad more of so. I'm glad that I I'm lived the life. Well, that, that's what I mean. As really. children, that we lived the life we, we lived. Did, because it's a completely different life for because kids now. The problem is, and not to continue on this political, the, I, I, listen, I, don't, I have Republican friends. Yep. I think everybody should get a little of what they want. Yeah. I think that to, in order to have two systems, you can't yeah. have one get everything they want and then another one don't have anything for four years and then the flips yeah. and flips back but the problem is that we're moving farther and farther and farther apart yeah. I, I I have enough sense that I can separate the Republican Party from the Trumpsters which you really have to because that I have I cannot be friends with a Trumpster I can be friends with a Republican that doesn't like Trump though well the weird thing is is I can't imagine Christians being Republican. Yeah, that's even what, though they have to be. That's because what blows of abortion. our mind from somebody who, from p- two guys that came from a Christian background. You would think that our our uh, and neither of us are Christians anymore. Jesus Christ but, was a Democrat. Uh, <laughs> Just read what he did. He gave. He helped the poor. Are you? He hated money. Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. He hits a curveball, <laughs> man. But I. I would like to think that the church that we went to when we were younger would be like this guy is evil. You know, and we're not standing by him. I would hope to believe, but it it all comes down. It all comes down down to abortion. It all comes down to abortion. It really does, and it's weird. And it's it's it's, weird. It's fucked up. (laughs) We are living. We are willing to. Comedians like it's weird because they're for they're against abortion, but they're for the death penalty. (laughs) So they're like, we don't want you to kill your baby. We want him to grow up so we can kill. Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy, man. We're getting oh, shit. They're coming oh, at us. You Jesus, talk shit. the black helicopters. <laughs> you talk shit, and now they're going to stop oh, us from doing this pod, man. They're going to my chip off. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week. But next week, yeah, we're going to continue this method, man, because... Uh, method man? Uh, the method man. <laughs> no, and we're going to talk some, uh, some Christian man. Bale and some... Uh, <laughs> there's a cat fight going on in the house right cat there. Fight. A cat fight. Uh, we're going to talk some Christian Bale and some Gary Oldman. Another, I, I love these method actors, man, and it's the reason we love it. They they put their all in it. They, uh, I, I feel bad for them because I think they, they give a little piece of themselves to, for their art, and we don't realize that. Like I, I don't think we really realize it until it's over, like with uh, with how uh, bad it was with Heath Ledger or a lot of these actors who were like, man, I hope you enjoy them while you lasted because uh, uh, they were on this kind of roller coaster ride, and how far will they take it? And like I said, that's the problem. No no one's going to stop them. No one's going to say, you're going too far, man, uh, because they're putting out that performance. Yeah. And I mean, you know who reaches this level, too, that doesn't kind of gets because he does some quirky stuff, too, is uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, Joaquin, Charlize Theron, uh, yep. Tilda Swinton. I mean, there is there is a ton of actors that are just mind-blowingly good and can transform themselves. And it's funny that the British have a different system, so most of the people that... They're all Shakespearean actors. Most of the people trained. that are theater are method actors yep. are trained here, are yep. U.S. actors. They're all, trained through I theater, mean, da- too. Daniel you know? Day-Lewis, he's... He's uh well, he's British. Uh, he is the exception. Yeah, he's the exception. So I, I think he was a Shakespearean actor, and then he came over here, and he just kind of. Uh, I swear, that's why I swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Chamberlain. Uh, 
Do it one more time, Do it one more time, Do it one more time, Dick. We're throwing some obscure references here. What was that? Scrooged. Scrooged. All right, so yeah, next week we're going to have some really great ones uh, for us. And then uh, Justin will hopefully be back the next week and we're going to talk some character actors. There's a lot of great pods coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to do some uh, robots and cyborgs. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do a Francis Ford Coppola one, which I've been dying. So we can talk some outsiders, some Rumblefish, and some of those obscure Rainmaker and some of the obscure uh, Coppola ones we don't talk about a lot. Uh, so that's going to come up in the next couple weeks, and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll work up to it. This is pod 150. I thought it was last week, but it, today, 150 is really? the pod. So we're not going to fully celebrate until 156. 156 will totally be our three official three-year reunion uh, thing, which is crazy when you think about it. But uh, Two years longer than I thought it would last. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and not because re- he didn't want to do it anymore, because we're going to run a stuff. Yeah, and we haven't repeated a topic yet, and I still have lists upon lists of, like, uh, we're going to talk robots. We could literally just go back to this. one and start We could. Over we could go back. I mean, because we've only talked. <laughs> Talked 80s Plus, action once, you know? And uh, it would be totally different. Yeah. It, it might have some of the same movies, but the conversation would be different. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't gone back and listened to our early ones. Yeah, I, I could imagine we have, we probably, I would have assumed we have gotten better. better. I would hope we've gotten yeah. better at it. I mean, we eliminated the guests uh, portion of it just because it just became too difficult. Too we, many voices. It, it's too many voices, but it, you imagine trying to find a guest for 150 pods oh. every week? Oh, my God. You'd have to have a standby. <laughs> yeah, you, we, we don't have that many friends or people we're interested in that talking That's about. That's all the for, people I've ever met in yeah, my life. Yeah. Time. my life 150 <laughs> I got that's as many as I can deal with yeah <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of us you can uh, shoot us an a- email at fascinatingfilms at gmail.com you can also leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes or you could check us our Facebook page where we've got our cool collages of pictures up and this uh, this week's a really good one uh, with all that with eight different photos of these guys different kind of uh, characters and they, they look some of them look like nothing like each other so it's really interesting uh, I told you, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the next one with Gary Oldman just so I can put that face of his from Hannibal. Oh, yeah. my God, man. Sean Penn did it. Yeah. Nearly wrecked his career. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go full. <laughs> uh, that's another great one. <laughs> so, yeah, until next week, see ya. Bye. A command performance indeed.